0: The technical example Rob and Slim show. Value it maker, Never giving up.
1: Woo! Woo! Yeah! Yeah, motherfucker. Oh, they're all throwing pies at each other?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Motherfucker, my trip! mm Interesting video.
3: This is all the awards they won. Largest guitar ensemble, most people on a skateboard. Longest session of guitar here on World Tour. Largest game of dodgeball, most people in a pie fight. Fucking cool video.
4: That was actually a pretty cool video. That was a Weezer. Slim,
3: come outside with your hands up. Fuck you. Robin Slim, you'll never take us alive. That was the wrong one I was gonna play, but it still worked. That was good. I like that. Yeah.
4: What's up, guys? It's the Robin Slim you Show. Would. We are live, broadcasting in a new studio. With the funk sway is a little off. Yeah. A little off in here.
5: Like the uh, precious moments, all in the. <laughs> <laughs> My dick is still as big as ever.
3: It's all right. Don't worry. You there, Pete?
5: Yeah.
0: Oh God, I'm going any fucking where. We
3: got two Pete's, bro. This is like surround Pete. <laughs> <laughs> fucking
1: what? Pete to the round table. <laughs> <laughs>
3: What's going on tonight, brother?
0: Nothing, man. I just got home from work early, and I think it's time for fucking some mayhem.
3: Nice.
0: Uh, Partaking some freaking brewskis, some cervezas for our, all our Spanish folk
1: out there. <laughs> Just chill
3: out, man. Yeah, man.
1: Listen to the Robin Slim Show.
3: Nice, dude. Nice. All right, brother. We're gonna get started, dude. What do we got? Do it.
1: What
4: We got. Right, well, I have to, I got a couple of uh, stories. If you want to hear my stories, I gotta figure out which one to start no, with. I but, uh, <laughs> yeah, they're not that they're not that good. They're a little funny, I but. Uh. Little man, little man. <laughs> so, so my myself and uh, my buddy Pete, who's here, went out to the bar a couple of days ago with another friend of ours. Who oh, I'm not God. gonna I'm not gonna mention his name or anything. But we went to the bar and we're all sitting there, you know, having a couple of beers. And I see a guy that's sitting at a table, and he looked just like Brian Cranston. Like he looked like Walter White from like the f- very first episode yeah, of Breaking yeah, Bad. Yeah,
5: he he definitely did. So I tell so I
4: stand up and I go and I whisper to to Peter and our other buddy and I'm like, dude, this guy you guys gotta like look at this guy. He looks just like Brian Cranston. So they check him out and they're like, Yeah And then they get into this conversation and they're like, uh, you know well, who can we pick out in this bar that looks like celebrities? And Pete's—he's drinking a little bit—and there's all these hot bartenders up there. And Pete looks at this one bartender, and he turns to us and he goes, "Do that bartender over there? She looks like Scarlett Johansson." She definitely. And I'm did. like, no, she doesn't look like Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, whatever. So me and me and my buddy, me and my other buddy, are sitting there, and uh, he goes, Do you, "Are you thinking what I'm thinking?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I think I am." No, uh... And please. and then. And then I what look at him, thinking. and I'm like, no, wait, there's no way Nobody's I'm thinking what you're thinking. thinking what he's thinking. Because no. I'm, I'm thinking, like, <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just fucking, because that's a compliment, man. There's nothing wrong with complimenting girls. So I was just going to flag the bartender down and be like, yo, my buddy here thinks you look like Scarlett Johansson. I right? thought you were going
3: to be like, I got my own radio show. Let's fuck.
4: Yeah, well, I, probably going to do the next. <laughs> nice shoes, nice what I mean, fuck? <laughs> which, that that would have been fine, but
0: our like other buddy—do I owe you an apology? <laughs> <laughs> um,
4: so anyway, our other buddy, what he wanted to do was flag down the uh, the bartender who Pete thought looked like Scarlett Johansson, and he was going to ask her if she would eat a spoon of mayo. That's
5: fucking nasty, And the re- I can't even... The
4: reason he wanted to do this is because I guess irony like jizz, like, or? Pete... That's what I would think, right? Yeah. It's creepy. Well, Pete, it's doesn't, hot. Pete doesn't like mayo, so our buddy thought it would be funny to, oh. you know, if he took a girl that Pete thought was hot and mm-hmm. had her eat like mayo in front of him. <laughs> and I just thought it was creepy. I love mayonnaise.
3: I'll dip fucking fries, uh, chicken nuggets <laughs> in it. It's... It's fucking delicious. I fucking, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like that. L- let me too. tell you
5: something about mayo, man. I fucking abhor mayo. Like and a and fucking, fucking yeast infection. It fucking grosses me out. I hate the fucking noise it makes when you put the... Oh yeah.
3: <laughs> mm, nice mayo. I rub it all snow. over myself. But, my nipples.
4: Yeah, so P and I just rushed out of there Because he kept—he was being loud He's like, oh, I'm nice, going to Christian to eat a spoon of mayo and I just like, just, It's just creepy and it's going to make all of us look creepy and, it, and he's like, well, what if I What if I say like a spoon of raw so like, You ask any girl, eat a spoon of something She's going to mm-hmm. think you're getting off I'm on it jizz. It's, just, it's just creepy <laughs>
0: but,
5: uh, I do get off on it <laughs> Eat a spoonful of dookie just
3: <laughs> jerk off on a dollar And give it to her as a tip <laughs> that's what you gotta do <laughs>
2: it's your like she jerked you, you off dude and it to her <laughs>
5: yeah. I, that, I wouldn't put that far from him but yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure he'd do something like that
0: will no. you out in pu- public with the fucking <laughs> the pedophile again <laughs> he'll be on the
3: show later um, what do we have him at 830 there's a pedophile
4: coming on so stay tuned oh
0: my god coming on what little boy <laughs> yeah
4: so what are we fucking I, doing here? Well, I got I got another story, if you want to hear my other story. It's not, it's... Oh, that other one was riveting. <laughs> I don't know how we're going to get through another one. Probably just as bad as the day, day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, You got any stories? Who has got some stories? What do you got, Rob?
3: I'm right now. I'm listening to this. <laughs> fucking tuned in.
6: Waiting for this goddamn story. <laughs> <laughs> I, got a story, today,
7: bro, bro, I yeah. <laughs> got a story about this midget I raped. Yeah.
4: You got a
3: I'm
4: I'm so anxious to hear this story. Yeah. All right, all right. So, is it, at the place that I work, this uh, new girl started, and she's pretty good looking. Right. Mom <laughs> <laughs> uh, knows exactly where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> um, I haven't told him this yet, but so I, ta- I so, so I, I I made the mistake of uh, you know saying in front of some of the guys that I'm friends with at work. I was like, yeah, you know, she's a pretty good looking girl. It's pretty attractive. <laughs> and, uh, so, you know, whatever. So they were all like, oh, you got to talk to her or whatever. Yeah! And I've been talking to her. But uh, the other night I went into work and she comes up to me. Ooh. And she goes,
3: wait, wait, wait. Where's, uh, we got music for this? I might. All right. All right.
4: So
5: she... <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna work. That's fucking perfect. So she comes up to me and perfect. she looks
4: at me and she goes, Did you leave a card on my windshield? <laughs> oh, I go, yeah. <laughs> I look at her like, no. And I'm thinking like, okay, somebody's fucking with me. They probably left some kind of like love letter or something on there. Ooh, and like I, a greeting card? Well, she, she goes, yeah, like a card for like a radio station <laughs> or something. <laughs> <And> I go, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and i was just looking. I'm like, no, I, I would have just given you one because I, I've been talking to her like. Ah, I would have given days. it to a girl. So I would have yeah. just given her one. I like, I don't know. Maybe you know. Maybe my buddy left it. I, I have no clue. And so I'm like, all right, something's going the on. Based on a card. What's that? <laughs> all right. So anyway, I was like, okay, something's going on. So I started. Uh, okay,
5: he's like, hey, baby, want to be a part of my radio podcast? Yeah, yeah. I got yeah. a radio
4: show. Let's fuck. So I was like, I pro- probably- uh, So I was like, "There's probably something more to this." So I started telling some of the guys and I, one of the guys I go up to, and I was like, "Yeah, I told her that you know my buddy left it, and he looks at me and he goes, "No, you left it." And I was like, "Oh, all right. All right, So I pull over our friend uh, another one of our friends, and I told him the whole story, and he's looking at me too, and he's like, "Yeah, you definitely left it." And I was like, all right, you guys wrote something on it, right?" And they're like, yeah. And then i go talk to another guy and he's the same thing. He's like, yeah, they wrote something, but it wasn't anything bad. But now nobody told me what they wrote. (laughs) So I'm fucking like freaking out. And I'm like, this girl thinks I'm a total creep. So (laughs) this is what I do then. I go up to her and I'm like, all right, I did some investigation. I found out what happened. What happened? I told a couple of my friends that I think you're attractive. And I said that now you got to remember when I said this, I'm like, you know, turning red and looking in another direction because I'm just a shy little boy. But I'm like, you know, I, uh, I just told like a couple of my friends that I found you find you attractive, and, uh, you know, we just, we like to mess with each other, so I think one of them might have put it on there just because they thought it would be funny, and, you know, I think they wrote something on it, but I don't know what, and she looks at me and she goes, yeah, they wrote, uh, she's like, oh, no, it just said, it just said, check out the show, S. <laughs> I was like, Aww. oh, that's fucking it. <laughs> who wrote it? I, I know who wrote it. Who wrote it? <laughs> but uh, but that was it. That was really the end of my story. And I was like, I thought there was more to it. I thought they would have at least wrote, like, my number or wrote something creepy and I will just check out our show. So I just felt like kind of a dumbass that I actually went. You know, and pulled her aside and was like freaking out over it.
5: You either but. planted the seeds or you completely fucked up your chances. Well, so- she seemed
4: alright afterwards. Like she's still talking to me. I mean I don't think she got creeped out, but when I was
5: Hey buddy
4: <laughs> <laughs> We got our first call in ten minutes. I do.
3: You do. Doo doo.
4: You do do Doo do Brown. Money, Anybody been maybe. keeping up on the news? I have no clue what's going on. Uh, I saw a couple things. I was supposed
3: to go through newspapers well, and I was didn't. was
5: supposed to make a speech today, apparently.
3: Oh, yeah? yeah speech uh, about what? I have uh, audio but, from that.
5: About uh, ISIS and whatnot. I didn't get a plan. Yeah. Uh, every time that guy <laughs> makes a speech, it's just like... <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: You know what I always say? Typical fucking... Nah. Typical fucking...
2: Radio
4: edit. <laughs> yeah. You should just get the clip of Brandon saying it. You know, <laughs> and that will be how we'll drop that word every now and then. We'll just And we'll just be like, Brandon.
8: Pew, 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 pew. Pew,
4: <laughs>
3: pew. <laughs> Robin Slim. Internet radio at its finest.
4: Pew, 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 so pew, we have actually pew, pew. like four guests I'm going to be talking to today. We're talking guesticles. To, we're we're talking to uh, this guy in Roman <laughs> who seems really cool, and yeah. we're talking to uh Sorrento. Sorrento. You actually want to play Sarantos. one of his videos because I think I think the world should see how wonderful his videos are. He's, oh, I are think really we save good. it though. You want to save it? For yeah, later? save it. You don't want to play one for Pete, see What do you think? Yeah, we could. All right, we'll play one. Pete, you ready for this? We got this guy's amazing. We're gonna interview him later. He's he's Let's really good. But he has, yeah.
3: like, 100,000 views on, like, every fucking video, dude. 40, I don't know who he blew or who he well, fucking paid. because he's good. It's because he's good. Yeah, he's it's all right.
5: Who he blew? We got somebody
4: calling in.
3: Hold on. How do I do this? Nothing's coming up. Hello? Hello? Robin Slip Show.
0: Pick up the... What the fuck? The kids? Why are they not answering? Who's here? I don't know.
3: Hmm. <laughs> I fucking can't see shit. It's doing the same thing it did last week. We might have to let you go, Pete, because it uh it's fucking up again.
0: <coughs> That's fine.
3: I'm Just sorry, brother.
0: Doesn't let me know what to do is I'll call back again. I ain't scared.
3: Alright, dude. Give us a call again later. Alright, bro. Alright, bro. Peace. Oh wait, is this it? Hello, Robin Slim Show. I don't know. I don't know.
1: Really ginger.
3: It said recent, but nothing is up here. I, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Who's this? Robin Slim Show.
6: Robin Slim.
3: Who's
4: calling? It's Ed
6: Roman calling from Canada. Ed Roman, how you doing, buddy? Good, man. How are you?
4: Great. Well, what's up, man? You got, you got us a little off guard. We were kind of waiting, uh, expecting well, your call a little. We
3: we started late tonight. It is almost eight o'clock right now.
6: We usually call in five minutes early. That's otherwise we get the whip crack. <laughs> <laughs> That's
3: awesome. What's going on up there? Is it cold?
6: It's it's it. No, it is pouring rain. It is like torrential downspour. We're supposed to get like you know six inches of rain, seven inches of rain. Tonight.
3: Damn. Yeah, and
6: there's still potatoes and carrots and things in the ground here, so I'm hoping for the best.
7: Yeah,
4: man. I was watching your video where you were uh, peeling, like, apples. Do you uh, live on a farm?
6: Yeah, well, you know, I come from a big farming family, and, and, um, I mean, Markham, which is where I grew up, which is just north of Toronto, was a beautiful sort of farming community for many years and one of the earliest settled farming areas in Ontario, but it got eaten up by subdivisions. and. Oh. You know, strip malls and things like that, and and I moved a little further northwest to Melanchthon which is another really old farming community up here. It's about 150 years old. So I continue to do that just because it's in my blood. It's part of my heritage.
3: That's awesome. Very
4: cool. Now you uh, you're a musician, right? You uh, like a solo musician?
6: Yeah, man. But I, I have a band. I have a band of guys behind me when I needed Dave Patel. He was played with Sash Jordan, and I mean, just as a a drummer himself, outright. He's he's pretty amazing in in all sort of fields that he does. And then Michael Friedman, he he backs me up on on electric and acoustic guitar when necessary. That's awesome. Um, And then a friend of mine from Germany, when we can, and we make it a quartet. Tobias Tinker, he's been a friend of mine since I was five years old.
3: That's cool. Yeah, I was reading that it said that you do, you play a, a lot of the instruments um, on the album. It said drums, bass, guitar, organ, and even the sitar.
6: Yeah, sitar, banjo Sitars. sometimes. Like, you know, as a musician, you know, I mean, I'm I'm trained and highly skilled as a bass player. That's that's what I love um, yeah. when I play in a band. But, right? you know, yeah, I, I know so many musicians, and I mean... I think it's pretty natural for guys to, or anybody to branch out in into other things, just to experiment. <clears throat> and in that yeah. process, you know, you end up like, oh, we use things to start to show themselves to you in some pretty interesting ways. So you go back to your other instrument, and you're like, cool, I'm thinking about things
3: differently. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I love the, uh, it said you came out in 2000 with a, an album called Special Ed and the Musically Challenged.
6: <laughs> that's
3: an amazing. Hey, you gotta
6: turn a negative into a positive, right? I'm, yeah. I'm, a, dys- I'm a dyslexic, and that's why I, I gravitated to music, just because reading and writing was such a difficulty for me all through school. And it was one of those things that I got. You know, teased for because I went to special class and yeah. you know, everything took me three or four times as long as everybody else. Yeah, my and friend I Frankie felt,
3: was dyslexic and he spelled his name wrong. He he switched the A and the know, N.
6: I spelled B's and d's. You know, I see words backward. Was and saw.
2: Yeah, you know, it,
6: it happens all the time, even now, and even and it also becomes a confidence thing just because of the you know, like correcting yourself continually and things like that. But you know what? The whole thing to me is not an, a, a problem. I look at it more as an advantage. And as I've gotten older, I start to realize, wait a minute, there are a lot of people all through history that have had, you know, this kind of issue. And they're mm. poets, musicians, singers, songwriters, you know, theologians, you name it, it doesn't matter who it is. But it's it's that kind of... Yet you're, you're forced to think outside of the box for your own survival.
7: Yeah. Because
6: when you, when you have to regurgitate information in a class or an exam scenario, you have to think about and learn things differently. Consequently, a lot of people end up with a photographic memory. And then, and then that, in turn, sort of gives you a completely different perspective outside of scholastics when you start doing other things in your life. And that's what music is. It's kind of like, well, how do you think differently in an approach subject matter, music, chord structure, all that stuff from a different perspective or in a way that doesn't seem so familiar or like it's already been done.
3: Yeah. That's a great
4: outlook.
6: Thanks, man.
3: No problem. Thank you.
4: Now I got a question, uh, so what's up with the puppets, Ed? <laughs> <laughs> the puppets are. <laughs> <laughs>
6: hey, man, I, I grew up watching The Muppets and Jim Henson, and I was a Sesame Street kid. You know? Right on. Yeah, straight but, up. But, but I puppets love puppets. puppets were like, I, okay, you know, you move from one area and there's so much change, and you come to an area and you think it's not going to change for a while. Well, lo and behold, in less than eight years, they're realigning the road in front of my house. There was nothing I could do about it. I tried to talk to the mayors of the town. I, spoke to the subdivisional people i I called my ombudsman. There was nothing I could kind of do so the puppet I found this puppet at, at a, as my wife and I were like in a mall and, and It was a construction puppet and and it had the hat, the tool belt, you know the little safety vest, and the whole thing. So when, when, when crisis got you know to the to the you know a bell curve level with what was going on, I'd use the puppets to sort of deal with the daily anxiety of stuff. And then uh, people were like, "The puppets are cool. The puppets are cool." <laughs> so I just start, I started doing strange things with the puppets, hey! you know, like dri- driving a car, or playing a guitar, whatever it might be, right? And I it's cool. just uh, that weird eclectic side of myself.
3: That's awesome. What is where do you normally uh, play, perform?
6: Well, I'm I'm a bass player, like I said by trade, and, and I'm a singer. So, but I'm also like in the in, because of that, I'm a storyteller. So
7: yeah, hand in
6: hand that goes with acoustic guitar playing. If I'm playing by myself, I usually have you know the 747 setup of pedals that allow me to sort of almost create like a band in the box. Yeah. if I need to on an electric level with my bass. But then that's I also cool. do like a lot of gypsy guitar stuff, you know, sing sing songs and play the acoustic. And and that's what I love to do. I like to tell stories and and talk to people and sing to people. So, but when I get a chance to play with a band, man, I mean, you know, as a bass player, there's nothing better than getting down with a drummer
7: and yeah. having
6: a good time and, and laying down a groove and just feeling it. So, that, that's that's why I really fell in love with music. It would you, the, the great american bass player uh, jaco pastorius is the, is the guy who for me you know reamplified and took me down a whole new road of thinking as a young kid and i don't know if you guys know this but there's a the robert toquillo from you know uh, metallica just put together an amazing documentary that they're about to release in november about his life but cool. once again it's one of those cats that had that kind of impact that was also saying look you can think outside of the box. He did, and he was a cat that played keyboards. He played drums. He played bass. There were so you know seeing that and, and and growing up with that made me realize. Well, hey, you know I can experiment and do those kinds of things too. It's, it's okay. Yeah. But playing with a band is paramount, man.
3: That's awesome. Did
9: oh no, yeah, the Garden
6: nothing. State. You guys are in Jersey. Yeah, yeah man.
9: That's, that's
4: it.
6: So like, like that's like. I would love I can't wait to get down there and do some playing because I'm just really interested in seeing like what goes on down there.
5: I mean, heavy food producing here, right?
3: I don't know. I, I don't see any, man. I I don't know around here. I mean, you it's see a, a couple lights There's like, a
5: lot of blueberry farms. That, yeah, that's what I'm going to say cranberry bogs, but blueberry like Blueberry farms. Oh, there's dairy there's dairy farms, too.
3: Are there? Yeah. That's cool cuz I I've, I've never seen my much.
5: Dad, my dad used to be a ranger, so he used to take us through the you know the back country of Burlington County, and yeah. that's where you'll see all that stuff. All Heavy, that people...
6: but are there people that like cash cropping too, other than the dairy and the berries and things like that?
5: I, I'd say the only cash cropping that that would just be the berries. There's like nothing like big. There's like no like grain or anything. No meat production. I haven't seen any meat production. Right. Really. Mm-hmm. I got gotcha, I got gotcha. you. But still, you know, you hear of it as the Garden State. Yeah, that's yeah, what they always say. There's also like a lot of um. It, there is a good reason why they call it that. When you, when you come down here, it's, I mean, especially if you go in rich the rich people's gardens. Yeah, some of those gardens on those you know those LBI homes. Yeah, and it's impressive. real hot and humid, yeah. so I
3: guess it's perfect for growing things. Yeah. I, I think they used to a lot more back in the day.
6: Right, 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 right. Well, and I think you know, I mean, just like you're asking me before about farming and everything like that. Like, you know, I'm a, I'm a pretty big proponent of food. Yeah. and where food comes from and how it's grown and who grows it. And that's great. And talking about rich people and, and their gardens, and I, I'm not sure if you were referring to flowers and what have you or vegetables, <clears> but, <throat> you know, the Victory Garden, what happened post-World War II and the necessity for people to grow their own food, that's not something so out of the ordinary for everybody to be able to do because, I mean, you really yeah. don't need a lot of space to provide yourself and your family with, you know, an abundance of food if we do it correctly.
3: See, I, I think, too, I don't think a lot of people know what good produce is. Like, you go to, uh like, you know, a deli or, or like, a Burger King or something, the, the tomatoes, they're not even red, they're not even ripe. I, I don't know. You don't seem to get, well, like, good produce. And, and
6: to hear that's production and where it's coming from and why they're buying it. Like, you see that... Here's the other thing. I come from a very political background. My dad was the mayor of our town for 30-some-odd years. And That's he was also awesome. He the first federal coalition candidate ever in the history of Canadian politics, which means their leaders of the conservative and the liberal parties ousted their leaders and asked my dad to run as an independent. And and during that time frame was also the whole free trade thing that was, that was going on during the Mulroney administration in the U.S., uh, I believe it was, who were we there with? It wasn't Clinton, it was pre Clinton. Help me.
3: Oh, uh, uh, d- d- George Bush, could senior? Have
6: been, could have been Bush or uh, Reagan. Senior, senior. Yeah. And, and, and then the free trade agreement. So then it allows corporations or manufacturers of certain products or people that are importing uh, foods and vegetables to go further away to be able to acquire them more cheaply so that they can you know, then increase their, you know, profit margin for their business. Yeah. But what that's done, despite, you know, on a corporate level, it may have, you know, <laughs> helped them greatly. It's also ceased that sort of basic idea of community farming. Mm.
2: And when you're talking
6: about tomatoes and then it takes them like cardboard and they're not even red. Well, yeah. that's because they're picked green. They're put on a boxcar or a plane or something like that and shipped. And by the time they come, they really haven't gotten to that point where, they're supposed to be, you know, ripening on a vine, or <clears> you can see that they've turned red and they can be picked.
7: Yeah. But you know,
6: that's that's com- the commercial food industry. But th- that doesn't negate the fact that most people could do that themselves.
7: Yeah.
3: yeah. Well, do you have your guitar there with you?
1: It's in
6: a case right now. Yeah. Oh, well,
3: I was just wondering if you could, uh improvise uh, a Robin Slim song for us.
6: A Robinson.
3: Robin Slim, that's the show. Oh, Robin Slim. <laughs> yeah. Hey, let me let
6: me just pop it out of the case. Here. Little uh, awesome, little
3: <laughs> jingle or a ditty.
4: <laughs> that's amazing. Doing for Robin
6: here and hold the phone in my ear at the same time.
4: All right.
6: You want it happy or dark or spooky
4: or? Uh, what do you think, Rob? Happy, dark, spooky?
3: Ooh. Ah. Hmm. Dark, maybe.
4: Yeah,
3: right. <laughs> well, is what was that? You just gonna say, Pete? Maybe you should go with
5: happy. Happy, happy.
3: I guess we'll go with happy.
6: Well, come on in. I'm talking to Rob and Slim tonight. I'm talking on the telephone. Well, we're on the air, and I don't care if we're talking politics or food. We're Robin Slim, we're Robin Slim, we're
1: Robin Slim, we Robin Slim, we're Robin Slim we're... and now I'm talking my neighborhood. They would tell me what they were doing down in Jersey and that's also good. they tell me stuff <laughs> that the Garden say, but i say that's okay because I'm talking a
6: Robin Slim. Robin Slim.
4: Robin Slim. Yeah, Robin Slim. Slim. Yeah, Slim. Oh, that was amazing. That, that was awesome. You that made us good. very happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That was really cool. Yeah, that was great. I, I actually have uh, more questions. I was wondering if I'm uh, do you uh, brew any alcohol? You
6: know what, man? I am dying. I've been done some drawings, and I really want to try to do it at some point because I have this orchard, right? And I know, like, you I mean, I mean, I'm a Pappy coin Sutton fan, and the whole ball. Follow-
2: oh, oh
3: no!
6: Shit!
4: Oh, <laughs> you hit the wrong. With the hostility.
3: Shit, bro! <laughs> Let me see. Hold on. Hold on. Call on Hold on. Uh,
4: play. Ed,
6: you there you know gladly provide oh. food.
4: Uh, and, and, Ed, I'm um, sorry we, we cut you off so you're gonna have to start over on that we're sorry
6: okay. no 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 yeah I thought about it and, and I like I said I made some drawings on putting like you know the press together and my orchard you know it's providing so many apples I can't even keep up with making sauce or keeping them right. so, you know I, you know, I got, got an idea for a worm and I gonna get a couple barrels but you know, the orchard is, is there. It's perfect for that. The other thing I want to do with it is is get some bees. Because my Ooh. grandfather used to do that. We had an orchard on the old farm. And, man, when, when the apple blossoms are kicking, the bees just love it. And, you know... P- the bee issue that's a whole other topic to get into but that's... you know just promoting bee growth in the area is essential right now
3: I heard the bees yeah we're uh, dying off My they're fa- going extinct right My
6: father had a beehive and it, it, it has a lot to yeah. do with the pesticides man we're going back to food huh. again because those yeah. very same green tomatoes that you're talking about are either conditioned by some sort of a seed company in some way that allows them to heavily spray when that happens the bees that are cross pollinating and doing what they're doing they're obviously picking up the pesticides, and they're dying in millions. Yeah. When that happens, ladies and gentlemen. This is not a good thing, because this is the quintessential insect that helps food develop. Yeah. Without it, we're, we're walking around fields with feathers. You know, I mean, you, you, bees are, are... And the other thing that's, that's crazy about it, too, is I have a friend that works for a very large telecommunications company here in Canada. And he services a lot of the towers. And he'll say to me, hey, man, look, you know what? I go to the top of those towers, and there are piles of bees. Like, I'm talking buckets of them. So, uh, you know, the the bees themselves, because they also rely on what's going on on a a color and frequency. You have to understand, man, color is frequency. Frequency is vibration. The bees are are tuned to this like hummingbirds and other things that are, you know, cross-pollinators. But, But... Telecommunication companies are one of those things that are are also sending a vibration signals that are very different than the RF of the '40s and '50s or even the '80s for that matter. Mm. So now it's in everybody's pocket. It's everywhere you go. It's in schools. It's in malls. It's in coffee shops. Yeah, I actually 40s, did hear that. They, they, got, they got no. They have nowhere to run.
7: Mm.
5: That's messed up. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah, really is. Well, oh, I heard they had actually. Like in the U.S., that somebody had tried to bring the matter to Congress, and they just laughed it. They laughed at it. Wow! They wouldn't even take it seriously.
3: Well, well, what are we going do when we have no plan? We have no oxygen. We're all just gonna
6: die. Well, but you know the thing is that we're 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 hurling so fast into this idea of of technology, what it is, how we communicate. But there's two crazy things that are going on. One. You know, information is coming at us at an alarming rate, so much so that it's really impossible to ingest it all.
7: Yeah. And in that
6: process, in this, in this sort of amazing form of telecommunication that we have, we've also, on a community level, just to guys talking, going out on the street, shooting shit, and doing whatever they're doing, that doesn't happen as often because we're in our boxes, we're in our phones, we're texting each other, we're on social networking. So we've also become very separated. because Yeah, like more antisocial. The way I look at technology is that it's like a tool. And a tool to me is a hammer. A hammer, you can either build a home with it, or you can hit somebody over the head and kill somebody. And I always say to people, look, technology is the same way. Don't let it encompass your life wholly. You have to let yourself go from it stand away from it get some breath spend time with your friends your family the things that matter to you
3: yeah because you see kids, kids now dude yeah.
6: you start to realize it's not it's not so important to be posting. Yeah. you had three pieces of French toast
3: for <laughs> Yep. Even yeah. you know, yeah. my kids, sometimes they're they're all on the tablets. That's that's all they're about, the stupid games.
4: Yeah, it actually upsets me because, like, uh, when I was growing up, we would always be outside playing with all the neighborhood kids, going yeah. out and, you know, playing manhunt, using our imaginations where you don't see that anymore. You don't see kids mm. out in the street as much anymore, and it's just...
6: Well, yeah, man, and if we weren't, our parents were like, why aren't you outside? It's beautiful. You should be out at the creek. Yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah, I think I I was allowed to play like an hour of video games a day. That was it.
6: You see, and this is where the artistic mind, and this is what is is sort of alarming and important to address, is that that aspect of what you guys are talking about means you went out, you developed your own imagination behind something that you were doing. And because of that, your mind thinks differently, and the artistic mind does the same thing. It's trying to use its imagination in a way to present something that's of interest that you're learning from. But what technology has done in an entire generation, like you're talking about your kids, they've never been exposed to a moment in time where they don't know what that is. And mm-hmm. because of that, it's important to, to sort of sometimes you know, isolate them or insulate them from those kinds of things and let them be kids again. Yeah. use their own imagination.
3: Well, that's what I'll do. I'll it's sit cool. them down with a notebook. I'll, I'll give them crayons. I'll drive them big into that, you know, the creating and all, yeah, all that man. stuff. Or even
6: just, like, going camping or yeah. going for a hike on the weekends. Just exactly. can on an hour drive. Get out, go for a walk in the bush. Yeah. Sort of just reconnect with stuff. Just playing baseball. Was, and
3: then I they was, then they complain like, they want to play video games.
6: <laughs> I know. And that's the thing. You're addicted to their kid. Hey, look, I went to arcades. I spent tons of quarters. I know what it's like. But Yeah. At the end of the day, I was more interested in, like, what I was going to be doing with my buddies, mm-hmm. where we were going. And, you know, we were making plans to do stuff as friends. So the yeah. arcade was kind of like, okay, well, you know, I did it. But now, you don't go somewhere with change in your pocket and get dropped off at a mall. It's right in your hands all the
7: time. Yep.
6: And there's a, there's a big difference. So, you know, it's it's really important to massage that sort of you know outside time or family time or or any of that because you know that that's also shutting off something very integral in in the human mind in terms of how we react to one another you know so it's 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 important to do that where i noticed that where it hit me the hardest is i've been to the west indies a couple of times in the last like six years and it's funny when i go out and i spend time with people on the island with them, with their families, in their communities, away from the you know resort thing, you start to realize okay. First of all, that they have nothing; they make little to no money. They they're, they're scrambling to try to buy food, water, you know, whatever it might be. But what they have that we don't have, or what we're losing, is this sense of community and talking. Where it's yeah. like. If you brought up a subject, it's like starting a fire on asphalt by spitting. They get so excited <laughs> and involved in the conversation that you damn well know that the next day, when they're talking to somebody else, they're going to be talking about it. And that's what's that's that's what I found so amazing and culturally kinetic. That is about that area of the world. And it really why it's because they're not overly inundated with technology huh. all the time. yeah.
3: That's
2: fascinating. Oh, yeah.
6: even, even the kids, like, you know, because I'm a musician and I've been teaching for 25 years, I bought a couple of guitars and I gave a couple to some kids. The reason I did that is because when I was walking around and playing to people, you know, I, I, I'd show a kid something, go play football with some of my friends that I met, come back, and this kid would already be playing the chord and trying to show his friends. Wow! And, I, and in twenty-five years of teaching, I, just to see the tactical, you know, enthusiasm from from youngsters like that—just because it's something simple that's pleasing them, that they're experimenting with, and they're so excited about it they want to tell more people. So oh, that's it, you amazing. know, music is a very powerful thing, and to get that into the hands of kids is even more integral. Technology won't do that. You can get an app. Yeah.
7: Basically.
4: There's a nap for everything, right?
3: Yeah. I Same with the texting. I just see people at work all the time, and it's like, dude, how how the fuck can you be on that so much? Well, even
4: if you go out to, like, a a diner now for dinner, you just look around, and everybody's just sitting on their phones. People don't have conversations with their family anymore. Yeah.
6: Well, it's an addiction. It's just another one of those psychological addictions. It's
3: like an OCD thing.
6: Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's kids that I know because I did work in addiction research for four years as a therapist that okay. I've wow. been hearing from some of my therapist friends saying, "Yeah, we've got kids in here that we have to get them off of technology. Yeah. They can't socialize. They're in specialized programs learning how to communicate with one another Yeah, just like talking.
3: I scream at them sometimes. I'm like, do you, do you wipe your own ass? Do you fucking dress yourself? Because it's like they, they don't know how to react to anything.
6: Uh, yeah. You know, or, or like, you know, tragic things that I had a student... When I was working at the conservatory, he was walking on the train tracks with noise-canceling headphones on wow. and text messaging at the same time the train came, hit him, killed him instantly.
3: Wow. He didn't
6: hear or see the train.
2: Holy so, shit. it just
6: you know brought us thinking? all down. It, 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 if you, you know, Patrick, if you're listening, and I know you are, had you not been wearing the headphones and texting, you'd, you'd still be here, man. You know I'm thinking? And then since then, you know, if I see a kid on the curb and they're texting and they're about to get off the curb, I toot my horn. I go, be careful.
7: Yeah, yeah, And I'll get
6: the fin- I'll get the finger. Screw you, free, Mister? But I don't care. I don't want that kid hurt.
3: Yup, exactly. Or anybody exactly. hurt,
6: or a person for that matter.
7: Yeah. yeah.
3: You're amazing. You're amazing, Ed.
4: Yeah, this is great, Ed. You uh, you should think of like starting up a podcast, man. It doesn't. It's pretty easy, you know.
6: <laughs> I want to sing <laughs> and play tunes to people, man. And, and yeah, you know, th- I've been teaching for so long that. I'm so happy with what's going on with the new record and I'm up for all these awards in the US.
3: That's amazing. So it's
6: really giving me cool. the the fodder to get on my my bike, get down there, do some playing, you know, and have some fun and meet people. Come and to Jersey, man. Hey.
3: Come come to Jersey.
6: I'll be there in a flash, man. <sighs> I'm going to be in uh, Pennsylvania, not too far away from now and that's just on the border. Nice. Oh, well.
4: You'll have awesome. to let us know will have to go out for a beer
6: I'm in Yeah
4: too.
6: Pepperoni <laughs> 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 so, so you, I, you was a, I was a devout vegetarian For, for 20 years Wow and all of a sudden One day I went You know what I I gotta have some meat now. <laughs> <laughs> I broke precedence On my 30th birthday <clears throat> I got a huge Six ounce steak
3: Oh yeah That's amazing
4: What what were your reasons to be a vegetarian?
6: I was a heavy kid, and my metabolism was really slow. So in grade 9, I was like 260 pounds with a 48-inch waist and wrestling grade 11s. Wow. And I just was like, how do I lose weight? I tried everything.
7: Yeah. And then
6: I realized, if I eat my biggest meal of the day, which consisted of this high-energy vegetable soup that my grandmother would make, which all just vegetables from the garden and stuff, and a dumpling, that you would make. Uh, that's what helped me. And then I kind of got into this headspace and I was running a lot. I was running like 6K every other day. I was working on my family farm, baling hay and shoveling all the good stuff. Yeah. So I, I, I just did it for a while. But then all of a sudden, it was like, whoa, I, 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 mind energy. It's mm-hmm. like just having that protein somehow and it just, a new heightened sense of clarity because of it. It's wow. weird, but it's true.
3: That's awesome.
1: Mm-hmm.
6: And I had a, I had a student for a while too and she was like, You know how kids are and they're all so worried about their looks and everything. And she came to one of my classes one day and she's like half masked in the eyes. I thought, Is she high or something? <laughs> and I'm like, Wait a minute, <laughs> how what have you eaten today? I said to her and she goes, No, I've eaten. I said, Well what did you eat? Tell me what you ate She goes Yeah. yeah. I had a rice cake and uh no. half a cup of yogurt. I'm like, Honey, listen. You, you, you can't do that to yourself.
4: Yeah. And,
6: and, and her attention level, and her perception level—I mean, just the shortage of food in general. Yeah. But was so so much different than a lot of the other kids, and I just—I had to talk with her parents and said, "Look, she's, she's got—you got to get some more food in her because she's I mean, yeah. not fasting this right." Yeah. Well, I told—I
3: was told too. You need the meat. You need the enzymes in that. Totally. Yeah.
10: All right,
6: and it was. You can get it from egg. You can get it from. You know, avocados, you can get it from beans. But, you know, there's a lot of interesting, I love a good sausage. I love chicken. I love, like, a good steak every now and again. Yeah. uh, You know, pork, good pork chop if somebody makes it, or schnitzel or something. (laughs) So many different things you can do with meat. Not to mention the whole seafood world, right?
7: Yeah. Yeah.
4: All right, well, Ed, we're going to have to actually uh, wrap this up because we got another interview in a couple minutes. Yeah, man, but, uh, I'm sorry. I could talk to you all night, but we yeah, have an great.
3: 830.
6: Awesome, man. We'll, we'll hang. When I get down to Jersey, man, we're, we're doing something. We're doing something. Right? Yeah,
4: yeah dude. Oh, Why don't you tell the people uh, where they can find your stuff out and everything you got going on?
6: Yeah, man, you can get me at www.edroman.net. It's very easy to remember. All my social networking buttons are there. You can catch me on Facebook and Twitter as well through there. If you want, you get the Ed Roman app for free. At iTunes for your iPhone or your Android device.
3: That's amazing.
4: All right, Ed. Once again, uh, pleasure
6: talking to you guys. You guys are awesome, man. there's a lot of other radio hosts I know that knew I was on your show tonight, and they were sharing it all over the place.
4: Oh wow, that's great. Cool, man. All right, well we're gonna we're gonna play one of your songs for you. We're gonna play the uh, "Coming My Way," and then uh, we're gonna go on break. So once again, it was thanks. Uh, thanks I mean, my a lot, you guys. Was awesome. Rob
6: Slim, it was really nice talking to you guys. Yeah. Th- I, and
4: thanks for playing that song for us, too, man. That was great. That made us really yeah.
3: happy.
6: Yeah. <laughs> awesome. really really cool
3: we'll definitely have you back on. All
6: right. All
4: right. Take care, man. bye
8: time I've been looking every day I've been waiting for the sunshine it's been coming my way and oh oh, oh. it's been coming my way I've been dancing at a The fight with folk I've been sipping on the moonshine I've been
3: telling dirty jokes and oh oh, oh, oh. it's been coming my way Robin Slim Show and oh, oh Robin Slim Sorry, I, I can't hear anything. Call back in like 10 minutes.
8: Tell me, is it leave him, deceive him, relieve him, me? Anyway, I'm
5: hard to hear him, believe
7: Dude, I thought he was amazing.
5: I thought he was just. Great guest man. Yeah, probably your best guest yet I'd say. Dude,
3: I talked to him for ou- an hour uh, and still not be done. I've
5: actually, I've actually been to Ontario before. I got
3: fishing there. <laughs> I've been to Toronto, it's a beautiful yes, city, man. are Are we still on? Are the mic's still on? Oh okay, I didn't I know.
8: Oh, know. Jesus fucking. Okay. My- I can tell you all the news of the demons,
6: there's no way that I can lose.
3: Robin Slim, internet radio at its finest,
8: pew, 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 pew,
3: sweet, what's going on guys, we are live right now with Sarantos, how you doing Sarantos?
9: I'm doing great guys, how you guys doing tonight? We're good. pretty
4: good man, so now you're a, a musical artist?
9: Correct, yeah, I'm a solo music artist uh, from the Chicago area.
4: Oh, you're from Chicago, <laughs> cool, cool man, um, so what? Uh, what got you into music?
9: Probably the thing that got me the most in the music was just enjoying it as a kid. You know, family, we always listened to music, we always uh, sang, danced. We were just encouraged to do basically anything we wanted to. So I always kind of grew up just love listening to it, and it just kind of progressed from there.
4: Now you do kind of like a like an inspirational rock kind of thing, I guess.
9: Yeah, I mean, you know, it's been described a bunch of ways. I think emotional rock is probably one of the more common but it's kind of a fusion of 80s rock with like modern pop and soft rock. Right. So it, uh, you know, I've heard it described a bunch of ways but that's probably the most consistent uh, one. Looks like
3: we're getting a phone call. We're going to put them on a group call. There might be a question for you. Sure. Uh,
4: Car you're on the air with uh, Sorrentos.
0: Yeah, uh, this is Frankie uh, Tuesdays. I'm friends
3: with
8: Pete.
4: <laughs> All right, Frankie Two Stakes are on the air with Sarantos.
8: Robin Slim, fuck Sorantos right in his creepy asshole. <laughs> How
9: you doing?
1: Robin Slam, Sorantos is a cunt.
4: Do you, do you do you even know who this guy is, Frankie Two Stakes?
8: Roman Slim! Soratos is a kid toucher!
4: <laughs> no, I don't think he's a I'm sorry, Soratos, I don't know who this guy is. Oh, we, this, we have we All have right, very man. weird we have very weird fans. I do I don't know Roman Slim. Soratos
3: is a bus driver
0: for retard who rapes them.
4: <laughs> no, no, I don't think he is. Um to <laughs> get <this guy> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to hang up on this caller. Right? Give me a second. Robin
8: Slim, <laughs> I love your show. Fuck oh. I'm blame- oh, Sorry,
4: Saratos, so, are you still there?
9: Yeah, I'm still here,
4: man. All right, I'm sorry. It on the cat, sorry, man. <laughs> You're That's me right,
9: man. The there's uh, there's always something interesting going on.
4: Yeah, I hear you, man. Um. So then, actually, now were you? What kind of music uh, did you grow up like listening to? Did you like like the dance pop type of thing, or?
9: You know, I kind of tried to listen to everything. I mean, obviously, I do have an influence from '80s rock, but yeah, yeah. anything pop, dance, uh, you know, Euro pop, um, Erasure, everything. You know, I really wasn't ever limited. Um, I probably didn't listen to much country music. Growing up, or classical, but as the years went by, I even started enjoying classical music and uh, really anything. That's riveting. Right. <laughs> Come
4: on. What um what was I gonna say? I had something and then it slipped my mind. Uh, hold on. What about techno? <laughs> Do you like techno?
9: Techno? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Man. Now, what We're I was <laughs>
4: Buxaratos. <laughs> I was wondering. I was watching some of your videos where you were doing like you did like a uh, impression of a uh, uh You did like a Harry Potter thing. Did you ever think about like getting into comedy?
9: Actually, you know that wasn't me. Those are fans that uh, submitted those. Oh, okay. So, no, that wasn't my impression at all. I, I do the music videos, but uh, those funny videos are basically submitted by the fans. So I, I have thought about doing comedy, and I. Tried a little bit of it, but uh, but those impressions were not me though.
4: Okay, I wasn't I wasn't really sure if it was or not. Yeah. Um, now, do, are, do you have a, an album out?
9: So what I decided to do, the first CD is coming out in November, and I started in January, and basically I've just been releasing one song every month. So the first Tuesday of November, the final song comes out, the eleventh song, and then. Like two weeks after that, this, the first CD comes out. So that's uh, kind of what it's all been gearing up towards. And then next year, the same exact thing—you know, one song every month—and then the second CD next November.
4: Cool, man! Congratulations! It's cool that you're doing that. That's awesome. Uh, we got another caller. We're gonna try this again. See if this one's any better. Caller, you're on the air with uh, Serrantos. What do you got? Yeah,
3: this is Frankie Tuesdays. So Why'd you hang up on me, fucking prick?
4: <laughs> what do you want, Frankie Tuesdays? <laughs>
8: I, I want to fucking rip Serantos
0: and set him on fire. <laughs> the
5: fuck is with this guy? I don't know.
0: Why? <laughs> hey, Serantos.
1: What's that, like a... A, a urinal cake or something? <laughs> kind of like a suppository Mentos? Uh,
4: sorry. Anybody sorry. there? <laughs> no. <laughs>
5: SORATO some THE asshole. AND TELL ME Are you like using a different number or something? Like-
4: SORATO, <laughs> are you still there? SORATO? I don't think he's there. Is he on hold? Can hear me? I think we had him on hold. <laughs> I think you put him on hold. SORATO, <laughs> are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Oh, alright. Uh, sorry about that. We put you on hold back. So who's answer that one? Okay, we got another call. Go ahead answer that one. Robin Slimshow, who's calling?
9: Yeah, I want to talk to this S guy.
4: Who's
3: that?
9: What? Can you hear me? This is the S guy, yeah, I guess. I, yeah, I want to talk to this guy.
3: Okay, what do you want to say to him?
9: I got a problem. I'm going
0: through my girl's bag, and I find a card with his name on it.
3: Sorrento's, right?
4: No, I think he's talking yeah. about me. Uh-huh. I, I don't think. No, I th- I'm sorry, sir. I think this guy's calling about me. I had an incident earlier where I, uh, where one of my friends were messing with me, and they put a card with my name on it on some girl's uh, car and said like, you know, something silly like he wants to make out with you or something like that. And I think this guy is actually calling and pretending to be, or is this girl's <laughs> boyfriend? I don't really know. No, but. he knows. So it seems funny, bro. Look man, I didn't put the card there. Yo, my girl Brittany is my girl. And it's my baby's <laughs> mother. That's
2: <laughs> my baby's
3: mother. Oh. <laughs> well maybe
4: we'll maybe we'll discuss this later. We're in the middle of an interview right now. This please. is a real I'll a
1: come and find you. Where the fuck are you at?
4: <laughs> I'm in New Jersey. Come and get me. Hang up on him. <laughs>
10: Nah, nice, he's a good
4: caller. We're, call we're in the middle of an interview and he's <laughs> you know, right. yeah, Slim, is that your fucking name? <laughs> <laughs>
2: this is
11: just a bust. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is going great. Yeah,
1: it's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> who's, who's, who's the laughing punk in the background? <laughs>
4: Let this guy go. Let's wrap this I up hope with this is real. <laughs> All right. We're, we're going to call you back. Yeah, we love you, brother. Serantos, really. Yeah. it off, buddy. Serantos, <laughs> so are you we, there. we have a really bad phone I'm system. Here, I'm here. We have, like, a bad phone system because we We just do got have a... your new song, though. We were going to play it. <laughs> Drake.
7: <laughs> <laughs> so far, so good. <laughs>
8: Why do my butthole always get so big? How do it fit five fingers and more? Why do it ooze
11: out white goo? Why when I wipe is there blood? Why me get boner when me see a school bus? Me so
2: confused, me
11: Serantos.
3: What were you thinking when you wrote that, dude? You stank. You zilch. Who'd you pay to get that many views? On YouTube or below? Why did my co-host go in the other room? Seratos!
7: You stank. Hang up the phone, you skank. All right, I hung up on him. <laughs> you at least let the guy
4: get some plugs. <laughs> no. At least let him
3: get some... Fuck him and his plugs. Look him up if you want, assholes. It's Serratos. We, we can ruin... play his song again. We just
4: ruined any chances of ever getting another interview.
3: No. <laughs> <Just> never... <laughs> no. I mean, we like a good interview. We like Ed Roman. He we don't was like. Good.
4: I was having. I was having a good conversation. You want me to call here. him back? No. Don't call him back. We're done. <laughs>
5: But at least That's... get the guys to... <laughs> I am, I'm playing
3: his new song. I'm not
5: this. <laughs> That's not One more time. <laughs> Why so, do
4: my butthole exude. always we're, get so big? We're, we're getting sued for this. <laughs> How do it fit
8: five fingers and more?
4: Why do it without white
11: goo? <laughs>
8: <laughs>
11: Why when I wipe is there blood? <laughs> Why me get boner you When me it? see his school bus
3: me, me so confused <laughs> Me Saranto It's better than anything else he has bro Did you play any of his real songs? Play one of those pieces of shit Real quick
4: Alright guys we're gonna uh, go to break With one of Saranto's real songs The real Saranto's you can find on YouTube Just google You don't uh, want him He's
3: unlistenable He's Drek.
4: He stinks. <laughs> I can't believe you. I just didn't have it in me, man. He was being nice. He was kind that, of a
3: nice guy. That was the best part of it. It was like a, kicking a kitten. <laughs> kicking like a kitten.
2: <laughs> being a puppy. Yeah.
3: Punching a retard. Is this the real Serratos?
4: <laughs> yeah, hold on.
10: <laughs> Alright
4: guys. Right, guys, we're going to break We're going to play a real Serato He's song. a real
3: piece of shit <laughs> From Serato's
4: We need
7: the
10: Why I fell for you? Why do I ask why? Why do I look up to the sky and think about why? Cause my heart bled for you. As you walked in the room, my soul fell for you. Suddenly, I knew what not to do. Each breath I take, i take for you. Each beat my heart makes, it makes for you. Oh, please tell me what to do. I can't think right since I fell for you. You cast a spell on me. My body quickly agreed. Your eyes so gentle as they held down to me. I couldn't help but just believe My heart was meant for you You and only you My heart races for you My heart cries to you My heart begs for you My heart flies to you My heart bleeds for you Why does my heart feel this way? Why do I feel this way? No logical reason that I know of But I still wanna stay Stay with you, stand next to you Even when you're blue girl, I wanna hold you put you in my arms and shelter you, you know I'd die for you, I'd lie for you, I'd do anything for you, now you know why. I would mutter back nothing, life was such a rough thing Life was so hard, never talked about it out loud Kept my feelings to myself, kept them inside and felt so proud Felt like such a man, told myself that's what I am But I felt so weak, strong on the outside but frail on the inside But then I fell for you, I had nothing to prove But my heart was so moved, knew from the moment I first stared at you For you, my heart cries to you, my heart begs for you, my heart flies to you, my heart bleeds for you. Why does my heart feel this way? Why do I feel this way? No logical reason that I know of, but I still want to stay, stay with you, stay next to you, even when you're blue girl. I want to hold you, put you in my arms and shelter you. You know, I'd die for. I also don't want to feel the fear of being left behind, no one there to see, no one there but me, please keep that heartache away from me, I'm so scared to feel that pain. If I lose you, I lose the only love I ever truly had, and that would make my heart hurt so bad, and I would feel so mad, and so, so sad, so sad. Because my heart wants to do everything for you, it wants to prove my love for you, that's why, that's why, that's why.
3: Yep. Welcome back we'll Come back with a little Sorantos For you, the listeners out there The soothing sounds of Sorantos On this Wednesday evening
8: Why do my butthole always Get so big How do it fit my Fingers and more
3: Oh we got a call from Why more. do
8: it without
3: white good. <laughs> Robin Slim
0: show Hello, how you doing? This is Clyde P. Riddlesbury calling.
3: Great, how you doing, Clyde?
0: <laughs> very good, sir, very good. I just wanted to get a hold of you guys, and, uh, you know, uh, I don't know if I'm on air now, so I'm talking to my dramatic voice.
3: Yeah, we had just come back.
0: Oh, okay, all right. Well, uh, well, it's a pleasure to be on there, and, uh, yeah, let me know uh, what you want me to, um, what do you want to chat about?
4: Well, did you have any questions, Slim? This is Rob. Uh yeah, um, I'm Slim and our buddy Pete's with us today. You're the uh the theater guy, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so i yeah, I didn't know if you had any special you know, spin or theme or something that you're trying to, you know, uh pitch, you know, <clears> so <throat> I can I can kinda spin my thing a little bit different ways depending on what you need.
3: Well, what do you do first, uh, Clyde?
0: Well we're we're a theater company and you know, we do shows all over the Tri State area and sometimes beyond. Um and um you know, other than that, we have some special shows that we have coming up uh, that I'd like to push if I can, which oh, is yeah. Frankenstein, oh, yeah, which is just outside of um,
4: Lakewood, New Jersey at the Strand Theater.
0: <laughs> but um, there's other things that I can chat about, too, like, you know, how we got started. Um, yeah, we and kind of man, sh-
4: we, uh, we're going kind of for like a hangout radio thing, so, you know, whatever you oh, want to tell they, us about. How they definitely. got started would be
0: pretty yeah. interesting. Though, yeah,
4: actually.
3: I, I would like to hear that.
0: Do you guys have more of like an entrepreneur kind of spin to your show where people are trying to, you know, learn how to start start business or something, or um, well, just is a, there another kind of format? Maybe? we just
3: talk about anything. We you know it's like a hangout.
0: Oh, okay, okay. So no, no, nothing like sports. Not, genetic uh, engineering. Everything is game. Here and there, yeah. 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 Anything.
5: yeah anything we we
4: goes. we talked to a guy earlier. This guy named Ed Roman. He's a singer from uh, Canada, and he was really cool. And he talked to us about. Food, politics, just yeah, you know, anything.
0: But most of your guests are like entertainers. Well, but not necessarily.
3: Yeah, especially Serranos. He stunk. He's
4: <laughs> okay. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. Usually, we of mostly had uh, musical guests on so far. So we had like therapists, just, just all
4: kinds of people. Yeah, we, we had a a... A, a a sex psychologist on last week, Samantha Rodman. You know, we just asked her dirty questions the whole time, but <laughs> had fun with it. <laughs> <laughs> no. So yeah, but well, so how did you get started? How did you get into like the uh, the dinner theater thing?
0: Sure. Uh, well, actually, one more question: Are you guys is it live or are you guys guys edited it later?
4: We are both.
3: We are live on uh, UStream right now, and we also uh, then then we uh, upload it to YouTube and uh, what else? SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Yeah. Yeah. Oh
0: okay okay. Um, well, well, terrific. Well, um, well, sure. Well, you know, uh, let me know. Do you want me to just chat a little bit about uh, me and how we got started, or uh, yeah. you got something more you want to you want to start me off
3: with? Well, that'd be a great start.
0: All right. Well, well, you know, a little bit about me again. My name is Clyde P. Riddlesbrough. It's kind of like my non Um We started our theater company uh, back in two thousand. And uh, you know we've been going strong ever since. You know it was a lot of up and uphill battle. You know if anybody's out there that has uh, been involved in the arts, yeah. Uh, you yeah, know yeah. it's not an easy industry. You know to try to make a living in. You yep. know. Yeah. It's... Um, that being said, if you if you keep at it and you keep pushing, you, you know you can make it. I um you know like I said we started in 2000 and we've, we've been you know at a lot of different places all around the state. You know we got our. Uh, start around the Atlantic City market and we were working at a place down there um, full time for several years. And You know, we also do a tour. We do a lot of murder mystery shows, a lot of dinner theater style shows and we, we tour them uh, all Man. over New Jersey, Pennsylvania, New York, Delaware, Maryland and uh, every once in a while we'll get something even a little further uh, away like uh, South Carolina and stuff.
3: That's cool. You know, I, I saw you said... um you have tips on actors getting more work in the industry. I I just had a friend from um, Minnesota who moved to New York City and I I was really interested in in hearing your take on that because he, like I said, he was in Minnesota, he was doing theater and stuff, and now he moved to New York City and uh, I know he's struggling getting some work right now.
0: Well, you know, the first thing I'd say is, you know, there's a a big difference between, you know, people that work in New York and people that work in the rest of the world. Yeah. you know the new york theater scene is kind of like its own little microcosm in and of itself so it doesn't quite function the same way that you know if you were just trying to maybe be an actor living in new jersey or be an actor living in delaware or something um, so there is a, a quite a difference so any tips for new york uh, is a, is a very different thing than a tip for somebody living in California even, you know? So, wow. um, New York is really its own little tiny, very tiny little world. Um, and mostly what I found with that world is, is it really, it, it, it's all who you know, and yeah. it really has to do more with what, you know, classes you can afford to take and then who you meet in those classes. And, and, you know, if the instructor likes you, they might be able to get you in different things. Wow. Um, that's, that's not really the way, though. It, it works in the theater, theater world or murder mystery world or even community theater world or regional theater world. So um, a lot of the work that I do is not really, you know, obviously in, in New York. Most of it is at some uh, large regional theaters in the area, um, okay. a lot of mega facilities, a lot of restaurants, and um, murder mystery shows. They, they tour all around. Um, so for people that are really interested in getting into acting, if um if that's what you're asking, you know, somebody that maybe gets the acting bug and wants to get out there and, you know, uh do some shows. Um yeah. I probably could give you more tips for somebody like that.
3: Okay.
5: My little well, sister is she she well, she's a dancer, that's what she does. Yeah. But she wants to get into like she, she wants to get into more I mean I guess She's more Like I said More of a dancer But she's also taking drama Yeah So I, I would guess She would want to try To get into plays As maybe like You know somehow some musicals They have dancers As well as, sure. as As actors Well you know You know Most of the auditions That we have
0: You know you, you're, I mean You know There's always A lot of the females Are always dancers uh, That's that's pretty I mean that You know that There's a lot of them So you know you know, in the world of, of commodity, you know, that, that that's a, that's a usually a very easy one to find is a, a girl that can dance. Um, the, the singing ability is less so. You know, not everybody can sing really well. Yeah. The so people that can sing really well are a little harder to find. And so since shows often have a lot of music, um, that sometimes can be more uh, valuable. So, you know, in theater, theater is kind of interesting in that uh, it really is... Uh, a meritocracy, uh, because you know you can't you can't hide that your talent, and you can't pretend to have it either. So
10: you know, like, yeah. so who you
0: know is important to get the opportunity. But once you get in the door, uh, if you can't sing, you can't sing, you know? <laughs> and if you can't dance, you can't dance. And if, uh, it's really easy to see who's better. So yeah. um, so in a show and in an audition. You know, it's very, it's usually pretty easy to see the hierarchy uh, of talent pretty pretty quickly. Um, but, you know, if they're looking to do more than just dancing, the, the most important thing is to work at a lot of different theaters. You know, go to a lot of auditions in your area, work for a lot of different theater companies because you're going to learn a lot, but you're also going to meet a lot of people. And um, directors are lazy. <laughs> I can tell you as a director, directors are lazy. We, we, if we get a, Um, a show we tend to think about people we've used in the past Mm. that we think of that would be good Is that why Michael Um, Bay puts uh,
3: Megan Fox and everything
0: (laughs) I mean it's just it's just the way it is I mean when you're really busy uh, Mm. and you got a new show coming up I mean you do an audition
2: but you might already
0: have in mind you know some people that you've worked with before that you you already just mentally think would be good for that part Um, so that's Part of the the challenge with trying to get into the industry is you really have to get around, and when you meet a lot of directors and you meet a lot of actors, and you know, uh, and sometimes an actor can become a director for another production, so huh. you know you never know who you're standing next to.
3: Have you ever worked um, with anyone that's gotten real big, like went on to? You know, not
0: real big, um, you know. I mean, you know, in theater it's kind of like you know, um, there's really just there's really just three things. Uh, there's first people that make a living at acting. In other words, they actually make enough money to actually say I'm an actor and they and they, they, they make money. Yeah. That's probably <clears throat> the one first step of success. But then there's people that might get in a movie, you mm. know, or get move out to LA and then there's the people that move to New York to see if they can make it in there. Yeah. Um but um usually nobody makes it to any of them. <laughs> But, wow. um, but, but the, the easy one is, is the, is the hardest one, I think, in some ways, is the Broadway. But it's also really hard to be a working actor and make a living. Um, so even if you get in a little B movie, you know, or you get somebody's movie, you know, it doesn't really, you, you might not even get paid. You know, you might get some exposure. Yeah. But you're probably not going to make much money. Um, but our actors, though, we, you know, we, they pay, we pay them. You know, they get paid, you know, usually around eighty or a hundred dollars a show. Not um, bad. Yeah, some it's... larger shows maybe more. And you know, we usually certainly going into busy months, we might have like, you know, four or five shows a week. That's awesome. So
4: I actually wanted to ask you something about like your productions. Um do you guys just like uh, do like plays and scripts that are already written, or do you write like your own productions or how do you go about that?
0: most of the things that we do we write ourselves Um, some of that is is because we want the creative freedom but some of that is also because you know if you start using you know um, scripts from writers um, you lose a lot of control because they might not want you to Mm -hmm. change your script Uh, and then you have to have royalties so you know quite frankly it's easier sometimes to write a new play uh, than it is to find a, a writer for a play um and and that's kind of part of it there but uh usually i mean occasionally we will uh write yeah, have a play by a writer that we'll do that we'll rent and uh but, but usually mm. it's an internal play that that one of our people writes okay do you have so like amazing. a lot
4: of people that write and do you guys all like work together on the writing or is it just like you know one guy will bring a script and be like hey i wrote this
0: Well, no, it's more formal than that. I mean, you you know, we've been around for a little bit, and, you know, we have a contact with a lot of different actors, and, you know, actors usually are pretty transient, so they move around. Um, But some actors are also writers. Uh, But, for instance, like, we're doing this Frankenstein show that's uh, this October, and uh, that was written, that adaptation was written by one of our actors named Brian Albert, and uh, he's been with us for a long time since 2002. Mm. Um, so he he's been writing this for a while and he always wanted to do it so so he's kind of one of the troops so we give a preference to the people that are within the organization clearly to give them an opportunity um, you know to put together some of their own creative work Um, but there are times where we do look outside we want to do something a little different here and there and some theaters may have different requirements they might not want that they might want uh, you know Willy Wonka, and the, you know, <laughs> if I want something that everybody's seen before. Yeah. So if the theater requires it, and, and you know, more importantly, are willing to pay the royalties for it, then, then, then you know, we, we make that decision, too. Okay.
3: What? Uh, where are you guys based out
0: of? We're based out of, like, Burlington, New Jersey. Uh, but, uh, but honestly, you know, we travel all over, you know. So, so you know, uh, we also do quite a bit of stuff at the, at the theater called The Strands in Lakewood, New Jersey. It's a beautiful, beautiful theater. Okay. Um, It's a 1300 seat theater built in the early 20s. Um, And uh, we do quite a a few of our large main stage productions there. Yeah. Um, Those are different kind of shows, obviously. They're full set, you know, 50 people in the show, so it's a big, big production.
3: Yeah, do you ever go to uh, Red Bank?
0: Yeah, it's very close to Red Bank. Yeah, oh. I know. Well, I, I think it was the uh, Count Basie's over there. In that yeah, area, right?
3: that's a nice little area. Yeah, I love
0: Red Yeah. Bank. No, yeah. I'm familiar. I mean, I've been there once or twice, you know, on a bar run. <laughs> 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 but yeah, but yeah, I don't remember man. much, especially when I left that night. But, uh, but uh, <laughs> I, I do remember being there. It looked like it was a nice place.
3: Yeah, I used to work with uh, the Rat, and we did a lot of gigs up there. It was a lot of fun up there
0: yeah you know what's the rad? Is that, is that a radio station
3: yeah that's a radio station in belmar
0: oh okay okay
3: It is a rock station
0: <clears throat> but you know it's a, it's a lot of fun uh doing this uh, yeah you know, when it i looks got like started, it. And if i didn't think i'd you know make it this far you know yeah. it's, it's not easy to make a living at this do you ever get uh, bored but, of it um, like
3: any other job or what's that do, do you ever get uh bored of it like with no, any other job? No,
0: no, you, you don't really. Um, I think the reason why is because it's it's, it's a different job, yeah. you know, every time you're doing a new show.
3: Yeah, that's what it seems you know, like. It because, would always be different. You know, every
0: show has got its own challenges. You're, you know, you're building a new set. You're you know, maybe writing new songs. You're creating new characters. You're mounting an entirely new production. So it's, yeah. it's, it, <clears> you know, you're, you're reborn again several times a year. Yeah. You, know, you, you, you do develop a process, but, um, but really it is creatively invigorating to get the opportunity to do that.
3: That's awesome.
4: Now, have you always like wanted to get into theater, or was this something that you discovered later in life that you really enjoyed? Well, I, I was
0: kind of blessed, I guess, a little bit because my um, my dad, he owned a dinner theater uh, in K-May uh, for a long, long time until like 2008. Okay. Um, wow. And, and and I grew up there and and did a lot of stuff there when I was younger. Uh, it was, it, it's called a Lanes Theater down in Cape May. I've heard of that. Um, yeah. And they're they're still around. Uh, yeah. I haven't really been there in a long time, but um, but but when I was a kid and, and young adult, I spent a lot of time there. That's where I really cut my teeth. But I actually went to the military. I was in wow. the army for like four and a half years and wow. doing the airborne thing and um, you know got out of that.
5: Did they have any um, uh, theater? think productions that you maybe participated in while you were you know in the military. Or... Yeah,
0: there actually were a few things. I mean, when I was, um, it's kind of funny that there was a theater I was stationed in um, in Fort Lewis, Washington, and there was a theater outside of the base. Um, you know, I can't remember the name of it, but it was right by the Tacoma Mall, and there was a theater there. That's and awesome. um yeah and believe it or not on my spare time you know uh i was able to go out there and we did a, a few shows there i used to that's enjoy doing cool. shows there um, that's amazing you know yeah uh, and even in the military i think one time we had a show from in our you know from the people in our battalion you know and i was in a, yeah. I was in an infantry airborne unit so <laughs> you know, if you're an actor, you know, you were kind of looked at as a little bit of a pansy, but, um, so, you know, you didn't really, you know, but, but usually the other, uh, soldiers, I was like one of the few, you know, but, um, but, uh, you know, I thought it was fun, I got a kick out of it, and the great thing about theater, especially if you're a single guy, is, you know, there's not a lot of single guys, there's a lot of hot chicks that can dance and some gay guys, but if you're a single young guy, you know, hey, get into the theater, because it's... They, there's not a lot of, you know, straight young No competition, guys. Yeah. Uh, so. so what you're saying okay, you know, is
4: I, you you got a you got a lot of uh, vagina back in the street. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know,
0: it's just a, it's just the truth. God and bless not America. only that, but you're treated like royalty because you're so rare. Yeah. You know, you know They're That's dying amazing. and if you come in and you're they're just like, Oh my god, give <laughs> this guy a chair and a drink.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so now, being in into like theater and stuff, are you kind of like a movie buff at at all? Or?
0: You know, it's kind of funny. I, I I tend to not really be. I mean, I used to be, but I, I really don't. I'm so busy, I don't have a chance to really watch that much TV. Uh, yeah. yeah, I got a four year old, so he keeps <laughs> me kind of crazy uh, too. But, yeah, uh, yeah. So I, I watch a lot of cartoons and stuff. But uh, but oh, you, know, yeah. uh, well, I, you know, I you know I do a lot of reading. <laughs> Um, I find that more peaceful for me. You know, cool. because my life is so hectic that I like, think it's <clears throat> kind of enjoyable just to kinda of sit and read. Yeah. Um that's kind of my outlet.
4: What uh what like type of books do you read? Who's like your favorite author?
0: Oh geez. you know what I, I uh yeah, you, know, you go through phases of non-fiction and fiction. You know, um, right. believe it or not, right now I'm reading the uh, Arabian Nights.
5: Oh, you know, I, I, you know, I I've been wanting to read that. I
3: have that book. I used to work in printing. I used to, uh, and that's one that we printed that I bought. We used to have book sales like every week where like hardcovers were 25 cents and. Soft covers were ten cents, and that's one I actually have. I never, I never opened it.
5: I'm actually,
0: it's actually pretty good. I mean, it's one of those things where you know you have these lists of classics that you Mm. know you're supposed to read. Yeah. And you read, um, you know, you read other books that reference things. So so I make a little list every once in a while when I'm reading a book if I start seeing a reference, and this was one of them. It's like I would always, occasionally in a book, an author would kind of make an, an anecdote or a reference to a story in Arabian night so i was yeah. like you know what okay that's probably one of those that I should
5: I've heard I that, should know I've heard that the <laughs> Aladdin tale is a uh, very very different than the actual than, like, than the actual most people are used to like you know the movie and whatnot
2: huh
0: I actually haven't gotten to the Aladdin yet I got through the Sinbad if you ever know Sinbad the Sailor yeah, I got Sinbad through that part the,
5: sailor yeah I, i'm kind of a i'm kind of a mythology buff buff i mean like oh me, yeah me too uh, yeah well, right now i'm reading the iliad so
3: oh that's amazing it's hard to, i i don't think i read that one but i it's a trojan War, i read yeah, the odyssey like. dude that one the is...
5: odyssey i've read in high school I'm yeah because i think it was an abridged version and i think with abridged versions you don't get
0: you, mm. you don't
5: get as much out of it as yeah. if you were actually reading the real right.
0: Well, I mean, you know, it's kind of a shame in the same way. I mean, I'm, I'm like, 41, and, and you know, uh, what, what I read when I was a student, you know, you know, you don't want to be reading a book. You don't want to read Animal Farm no. when you're 15. Yeah. You know, I yeah. mean, so you don't appreciate it, but it's kind of funny. Every once in a while I'll read a book that I know I read. Like, I I think I recently read, Jeez, um, oh, I'm trying to remember the name. It's the writer that wrote, um, oh, man. I can't remember it offhand. Uh, Where a guy turns into a cockroach in his house.
5: Middle
0: meta- uh, meta- famous kind of dark existential writer. Hmm. Um, hmm. Oh well, I can't, I can't yeah. remember. But I know I read it's, the, the story's called Metamorphosis.
5: Yeah, Metamorphosis. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah um, can't remember that name either. Oh well, but I know I read that when I was in high school. I yeah. read it. But the second time, I'm like, oh, you know, it just it just made so much more sense. every once in a while, I would remember. A line that I'm, I remember reading a long time ago.
5: Yeah. Had, uh, Naked Lunch. Have you ever read? read I've Naked heard Lunch about before? that. I've seen what, the movie, what? but I have never read the book.
9: What's that?
5: Uh, Naked Lunch. No, I don't think I've ever run across that one. It's uh,
4: it's a tough one because I think the guy was on a lot of drugs when he wrote it. So it's just—it's really trippy and hard to follow. There's
3: an anime called *Fooly Cooly* that references that. So that's that's where I know it from.
5: (laughs) I would definitely. The movie I would definitely recommend watching. It's yeah. A, it's, a, it's a, what's his name, Steven Lynch? Or no, no, not no, Stephen Lynch. No, uh, you're um, close, but. Not, it's not, he's he's <laughs> David comedian. D- <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it was d- David Dave Lynch. Lynch I think David it. Lynch, yeah. Lynch.
4: yeah. yeah. He's not the guy that wrote the book, though, but yeah. But that was a tough one. I couldn't get yeah. through that. I read like four pages. <laughs> 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 I can't follow this. Um... Mostly, yeah. <laughs> now, where'd you grow up? Uh, did Did you grow up in like New Jersey?
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, I actually, um, I, I I moved all around. I I kind of grew up in um, around the Collingswood area for some of it, um, and then um, and then Cape May down the shore, and then. Yeah. Uh, but I also grew up in you know I was in Montana for a while. Wow. Um I was in uh, New Hampshire for a while. So I I kind of made my hmm. rounds. Yeah, you know, but. But mostly New Jersey. That's cool.
3: What uh, do you have any advice for this this shit show? <laughs> well, <laughs> on you know, like you said, you know, just hang in there, and because we've been at this since December, and we, we haven't seen a lot of uh, growth on uh, as far as like fans and all that. We got the same well, base. You know what? It,
0: it's it's hard, it's hard to say. I mean. Uh, yeah, I think I'm I'm a, I'm a little bit spiritual in that I kind of do feel like if you have a have your mind set on a goal and you keep at it and you keep uh, pushing at it, eventually the universe gives it back to you what yeah, you want. Yeah,
3: that's how I feel. But, um,
0: you know, but uh, you know, I mean, obviously it's just persistence. And then you know, but once you have a product like you guys are doing your podcast over and over again, um, you know, I mean, the way I found out from you was just on like um, you know an email that I signed up for about different podcasts, but You know, I mean, the the biggest thing, I think, is once you're running and you have something there, um, you know, people always say it's about, you know, connecting with your audience and all but which is true, but the very first thing you need is exposure. People need to know you exist first, Mm. Um, you know, so obviously I'm not sure what kind of advertising you guys do or or, or anything, but I mean, do you have a a method that you're using to monetize, you know, uh, I mean, that's probably one part, like I'm not sure, you know, some podcasts have... We tried a couple things,
3: things. you know. We did the YouTube. We got the business cards. We printed up. We did bumper stickers uh, for our old show, and because we changed, we had an old show called the uh, RBJ show. But we got rid of the one guy, so. <laughs>
4: <laughs> your own
5: cousin did yeah slim's cousin he's stuck caught,
4: i cut my own cousin from the show he was a little <laughs> racist so we didn't yeah not, man we didn't want to get involved in we, that
3: we want to build a fan base we don't want to piss <laughs> people off like an entire race
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: well
0: you know that's the trick you know it's like you wonder you know sometimes you want to be authentic and you yeah. want to reach a certain group and then another time you're like, well, you know, you don't want to go too far. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, yeah, so we, you, you, you never know.
3: We push the limit, but
4: we don't want to we, <laughs> we don't want to be racist. <clears throat> so, what's your favorite uh, like place in New Jersey? That's a good question.
0: My favorite place in New Jersey, like I have to stay within New Jersey?
4: Well, no, I guess you can go out <laughs> of New Jersey. I just figured cuz you travel a lot and you're, you know, you've probably been everywhere in New Jersey.
0: Yeah, I've been everywhere in New Jersey, probably. I, you know what? I mean, the, the, I'm trying to think of the best place right now. I think the thing, that, the place that I've always really enjoyed is um. You ever been to Smithville? Oh um, yeah, you know, Pine yeah. Down there,
4: but. We're uh, we're pretty close. To since that, I was so. a toddler, man. We're in uh we're in Tuckerton, New Jersey, so we're.
0: Uh, you know, I I I just I've always had some kind of affinity for you know the Pine Barren area. Like I love I love driving yes. down you know two hundred six. Yeah you know, um, through the Pine Barrens and down there, especially when it's, you know, kind of getting late, not dark yet, but just a little bit getting close to nighttime, and you know, there's not a lot of traffic, you know, because if you get one slow guy in front of you, you're pretty much screwed, <laughs> but on 206, but, yeah, but yeah. you know what, I I, I like that, um, that whole feel of the Pine Barrens, but Smithsville particularly, it's just... I don't know, I've always liked that place, Leeds you know, right um, there. it's nice, I like the, mm. you know, the, they got Fred Nettles there, the, 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 um, Smithville Inn, yep. it was a nice place to grab the Draving. I love Jersey Devil Legends yeah, around there, and I've always loved the Jersey Devil,
5: yeah, Leeds points um, like right I don't there. know if you're into
0: that lore, but you know, the Leeds House is yeah. right around there, yeah. yeah, um, we did a show once about that, the Jersey Devil, we used a lot of that history in, in the show.
4: Oh, that's cool. That's
0: cool dude. So are
4: you into like the supernatural and stuff? Like you get into like the ghost stories? Well, yeah, you know, like I
0: mean, I certainly believe in stuff like that. I, I mean I don't believe in Jersey Devil necessarily, but I I definitely um I definitely believe in the supernatural. Um or at the very least I it wouldn't surprise me if there's a lot that um there's a lot about the universe that we don't know.
7: Yeah, you know,
0: I mean, I, that's what I always. Say. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but you know, when I was younger, I was you know very analytical and scientific and stuff. I really didn't believe in that stuff, but mm. as I got older, I just you start to see patterns, and you're like, that just can't be chance. You know, just, yeah, you know, it's it's almost getting to be like you know, it's like that's just too serendipitous. You know, how did these things keep happening? You know, it it, it seems like there's something going on. Uh, at least that's what's happened in my life. I just uh, it it definitely seems that there's more going on than with meets the eye.
4: Have you ever done like a like a restaurant or anything that had like a haunted background or?
0: You know what? I, I didn't get all that. I, I think it broke up for a second. Oh. On me.
4: Have you ever like done any of your productions in a place that was known to be haunted or that had like a background of people you know thought it was haunted?
0: You know, I mean, honestly, uh... every every old colonial inn always has their own, you know, ghost stories and stuff that they do. Um, so I, I can't admit that I've ever been anywhere that has an
2: authentic
0: haunting, but the funny thing is, is our, our theater company, Littlesbrood, is actually named after a ghost named after a haunting, uh, which is kind of funny. Awesome. Yeah. And and we kind of took that and run with it in the early years. Uh, I used to live, um, when I was uh much much less successful, I I um I got fired from a place basically and I had to move in with my mom and I had to live in her attic. And um and there was <laughs> something up there. There was something up there. Um, wow. So Yeah, uh, man, there's and, shit that and, you know, I heard I, that I, I would never
3: believe, but I've actually had since shit since I moved down here that like uh, I I wouldn't believe it ever anyone else told me, but I know what happened to me, so I, I know what fucking happened.
5: Batstone mansion is uh reported to be haunted. I actually I've I've heard I've heard things going on up there too when I was Yeah? Yeah, I I went on a uh, my dad used to be a ranger, so he used he used to work out there. We thought okay. closer to the mic. He took us to a on a tour when I this I was only like four years old at the time. Me and my sister were terrified. And so we went on this
2: <laughs> we went on this
5: tour, like in this Batstone mansion and we heard some kid, some little girl or something crying like, up, up in the bell tower. You know that, I don't know if you've ever seen the Batstone Mansion, but there's this, like, bell tower, kind of.
0: I've been to Batstone. I don't remember the mansion per se, but I've, I've definitely been there. Wow. Well, there's wow. this
5: creepy mansion, and there's, like, a spire in it. And we would hear, we were hearing knocking on the walls and stuff like that. Wow. So, there's definitely something weird. My dad used to see, be- there was a servant bell, because it's a colonial mansion, and they, they'd have this system of bells, you know, where they pull the string to get their, you know, summon their servants. And we would see these bells just ring. You know, just, he would see the bells ring, but there'd be no string, like, you know, attached to it.
0: So, wow. You
5: know, weird stuff going that, that, on that,
0: Yeah, I mean, that, that is pretty neat. You know, I mean, um... You know, I... I, I, I that was the only real experience that I had with, with that, was with that, you know, presence that I felt up there. But, um... You know, um... You know, you never know. I mean, you know, especially in this day with quantum physics, and you know, everybody says, you know, um, who, who knows? You, know, I, I tend to think that if you I tend to think that you, I tend to think that human mind can have more power over the world than we think it does.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, I
0: think that, you know, you, you, you get into the. I don't know if you guys do this, but uh, you know, I, mean, I got into meditation maybe like five years ago, and you know, um, yeah. and, and you know, it really does seem like uh, if you dwell on something long enough, uh, you know, it. it
5: Manifest itself. <laughs> you know, they say it, it's all energy, and really, energy yeah. can't be destroyed. Even according to science, it cannot be destroyed, just recycled.
4: Yeah. I actually have a question. I want to go back to your, your theater productions. Um, have you ever dealt with any like hecklers doing that, and like, do you have any good stories of hecklers?
0: <laughs> oh, sure. we got plenty of hecklers. I mean, I mean uh, one of my favorite hecklers. <laughs> Is uh, I was doing a show uh, at Elaine's one time, and it was like the worst show in the world. Uh, it was really bad. All the good actors left one season, and it was like me and, and some, some people that I, I won't even mention their names, so they won't get embarrassed. But uh, it was it was like really bad, and it was like, around Halloween, and the show was called Funny Bones, and um, and I played a character called Zeke the Zombie. And uh, there was supposed to be this, like, it was kind of like a rip-off off of, like, um, you know, a little bit of Rocky Horror and a little mm. bit of Twilight Zone. Yeah. But there was this time portal, you know, and, and we brought, we used to bring up a person in the audience and bring them up on stage and bring them to this time portal, and it had all these lights on it and all, and they would mm-hmm. go through it, and there'd be a blackout, and then we'd, like, throw, a skeleton would come out with black light, you know, so it was kind of a cool effect. Mm. Well, one time we were doing it and the audience just hated us. Hated. <laughs> you know, a deep seated hate that you could feel like laser beams cutting your legs off. <laughs> you come out and and, and we, and, and this girl uh, that was much too old to be in the sexy costume that she was in, got somebody up out of the audience and brought him up on stage, but something, the guy that was in the tech booth didn't didn't play the music that's the special oh. effects music and didn't change the light to just stay bright so they bring the guy up. there's no music all the actors are looking around like oh boy this is this is lame and, and she didn't know what to do so she just walked him through the time door like what normally we do and of course the audience could just see her walking through there no effects were on and she just walked through and the guy's like looking around and she's like pointing to walk backstage he walks backstage, and, like, there's, like, five uncomfortable seconds go by. You know, you hear people, and finally I just, like, walk out and throw the skeleton on the ground and just go, oh, oh, you know? And it's just like, yo, what do you do? And somebody in the audience just yells out, Somebody let me go home. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that was probably uh, one of the worst. You know, that was probably yeah. one of the worst. But, you know, that happens every once in a while. You know, things go wrong, and usually you can wing it, swing with it improv, yeah. but, but sometimes, <laughs> you know, it's just, it goes down. Oh, man.
4: <laughs> All right, uh, Clyde, it was great talking to you. Why don't yeah, you. Dude, uh, Give all your plugs, promote whatever you got to promote, and then we're going to have to wrap this up, right, man? No
0: problem. I would just say, uh, you know, hey, I hope you guys come for the Halloween season uh, to the the Strand Theater in uh, beautiful downtown Lakewood, New Jersey. And uh, we have a great show. It's called um, Frankenstein. And it's playing uh, the last weekend of uh, November. I'm sorry, the last weekend of October. And uh, I think it's the 24th, 25th. It's a great show. It's a lot of fun. There's a dinner theater element to it. You can come have a great dinner. Uh, there's a DJ there. Then you can come and see the big show. It's a great great night out. And uh, if you want to take a look at a little bit more about it, take a look at our calendar. And our website is www.riddlesbrew.com, and that's R-I-D-D-L-E-S-B-R-O-O-D. Awesome. Yeah, so hope hope you guys come out and see the show. It's a lot of fun. I'll give you guys two free tickets if you
4: get if you come out there. All right, yeah, yeah. that'd be we're awesome.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. You're not that far.
4: No, not that far. dude. I will we'll definitely look into it. That sounds like something I would be interested in doing. Um, once again, it, it was great talking to you, man. You were a lot of fun. We definitely would have you for another call sometime in the future. That would be yeah. great. So, uh, hey,
5: thanks guys. Thank have you. a great night. You, you
4: too, guy. man. Take care, Bye. man. See you.
5: Yeah, I definitely why
4: when I biggest.
11: wipe his their blood <laughs> <laughs> Why did it go back to that? Why did it get boner?
3: Why did
2: you do <laughs> <laughs> have- Was
3: that playing the whole time? <laughs> Me, it's a Mom, <laughs> I don't know what just happened. Did we really have a conversation? <laughs> <laughs> or was that playing the whole time? <laughs>
11: <laughs>
5: Dude.
3: Why does Serantos.
11: has got <laughs> his revenge. <laughs>
5: <laughs>
3: oh, fuck, dude. The Clyde's in if you just record. Yeah. I, I, I hope it. so.
4: Yeah, no, I have it. I
11: hope it will. No, it's,
4: it's, it's all recorded on my computer. You're playing that uh. on your computer, so it wouldn't have affected the. Uh, yeah, the but audio. I was also doing the Skype. Yeah,
5: I definitely no, know for down uh, for. Yeah, dude, I watched forty minutes of just
3: uh,
5: <laughs> <laughs> your I
3: watched one of his videos, Clyde's, and uh dude, the shit they must have to haul around looked insane. In like
5: mid- I was watching with uh, John earlier the medieval madness thing he did. Yeah. I wish I could have seen that. Yeah, before. I
3: didn't see that one. Yeah, we're gonna
4: have to go out. That's that's not. Yeah, that, awesome. that was cool. He was, awesome. he was good. He was a lot better than a Serentos. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs>
4: poor Serentos, just a poor guy. Poor Serentos. Poor us. <laughs> <laughs> poor everybody that listens. Why do my butthole always get so big, how do
8: it fit five fingers and more, why do it ooze
11: out white goo, why when I wipe is there blood? <laughs> Why me get boner <laughs> when me see a school oh bus? God. Me so confused. <laughs> me serato. Maybe
3: he picked the right show for a change. Maybe every other show was lying to him. <laughs> <laughs> Holy fuck. He's stuck. Uh,
7: we're gonna operate. <laughs> <laughs> See ya was born and raised in New York City In a housing project way up in the hood I dressed in dark clothing So folks started calling me black girl oh, <laughs> when they used to laugh about it Cause deep down they knew they called me that Cause I was as black as soot <laughs> I've always been a lazy man A couch potato with a clicker in my hand See, motivation I never had Hidden in the shadows when the boss got mad For 20 years I never got a raise I'm 33 and I never be late I look busy but I'm not I'm just walking around I pick up some papers and I put them back down One day I'm gonna stop paying my rent Live in
2: a refrigerator box, never get out of bed I'm blackout, <laughs> a genuine lazy
7: bum I'll always make it through Hard times at Eddie <laughs> Then one day some lame brains came and took OA away. And at the age of 33, I felt like I was carrying the weight of the whole station on my shoulders. And Ron and Fezzi knew what I was going through. Every morning I'd unlock the door, lay down and asleep a little more. But then I put away the bathroom key. Everybody was depending on me. I eat a chicken wing with lemonade. Love. Strange to make another day. Times I felt I couldn't go on. Push a button, throw a switch, answer the phone.
2: Got lost
7: in the van, I did my PSAs. Ten minutes work gonna take me all day. I'm like a genuine lazy
2: bum. I'll always make it through. Hot times it any
7: time. hear he say like girl you're a genuine lazy you Can <laughs> <laughs> and Jeremy say Black girl you're a genuine lazy
3: you also had let me try to find it
4: Those was uh, brother joe brother Way joe to go,
8: earl I like when Ron gets mad And starts screaming at Black Earl Then Earl breaks down And runs
1: out of the studio And he comes back in And says I'm sorry Oh won't <laughs> <happen>
2: again <laughs>
1: Where's
3: the uh The other Brother Joe song that I love It's uh Oh it's party up by DMX but sung by James Taylor. Let me see if I can find it.
8: Y'all gonna make me lose my mind up in here. Up in here. Y'all gonna
3: They bring it right on off.
8: If i got gots to bring it to you, cowards, then it's gonna be quick, all right. All you mans up in the jail before, suck my dick. And all them other cats you run with, get
0: done <laughs> with dumb quick. How the
8: fuck you gonna cross the dog with some bone shit, all right.
1: There go the gun...
3: Hello? Joe, can you hear us?
6: Hello. But I think the money one
0: would be the $500. You know, I got Stonewall Jackson in
3: here. Who carried around $500? I didn't hear that. I was <laughs> pretty. I
0: Brother Joe. Yeah. What's going on, buddy? Uh, I was just sleeping. Oh, I'm sorry, dude. I was passed out. Absolutely passed out. 100% asleep. So you get some pretty fucked up answers out of me right
3: now. What's going on, man? Not much. What's going on, dude? We're pretty fucked up, too. At least I am. Yeah. This is a Robin Slim show. Nice. Slim's mom is in the, nice. in the other room yelling at somebody on the phone.
2: <laughs>
3: what do you guys broadcast
0: now? Though?
3: We use uh, Ustream
5: whereabouts physically
3: oh, where are you sorry out of um we're in South Jersey we're in uh my Tuckerton
5: Tucker Barnegat like, area Long Beach island
4: yeah yeah literally in about, my living room <laughs> how
5: far how far from
0: Atlantic
4: City about 40 see, minutes
5: yeah you can see it right across the bay nice
0: see yeah that's where I need to be I'll
3: be going there next week
0: nice play a little poker
3: yeah play a little <laughs> little poker.
0: so what's happening do what you guys what are you guys doing? What's what's
3: new? Uh, same old shit. We were, uh, we were just playing the Black Girl song. That's probably my favorite of yours. <laughs> ah,
0: that, that abomination. Very cool. Yeah, it was uh, one of the few. One of the few that are... Uh, I don't know. It's, it's kind, of, kind of weird. It was like a totally different time.
7: Mm. And just a,
2: weird, a,
0: a much different way of... Uh, I don't know like a different a different type of entertainment
2: yeah
0: not, it, it really doesn't uh not a song parodies don't apply really anymore yeah. where you know not not the way not the way yeah, the show is uh who' show is now mm. uh even even opening Anthony toward you know toward the toward the end to the end toward the end it was a uh, a uh not not something that we uh that, that they really concentrated on yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you guys do what? You guys do song parodies on a regular basis.
7: I just Kids
3: make them. Yeah, I just <laughs> make them here and there. You know, we had a terrible fucking music guest on named Serontos. I he's got like a hundred thousand views on every video, <laughs> and I just made a shitty song to make fun of him.
4: <laughs> should I actually just play that for a... <clears throat> should I play that? I like you the singing?
7: contest that they
3: had. But some of
4: the
0: contests are cool when you when you do it that way. You know. Yeah. It's like a, uh, the, you know, the most tasteless uh, yeah. in the early days. It's hard to believe they got away with some of the shit they got away with, man. That's like the early days
3: of NEW. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. You, you so listen
0: listening then, right?
3: Yeah, I used to listen back then. Fucking sex with Sam. <laughs>
4: Actually, with me, I just got into O and A this year. Like literally, January was when I just started listening. So, <laughs> I just
5: got him into it, dude. Me and uh, our friend Spaz used to listen to him all the time on his uh, computer. You get the uh, live, yeah, you know, get the live
3: feeds. Live you know. feeds. What? uh Joe, you're in a band though, right? You uh,
0: two years. Yeah.
5: Come
3: Yeah. That's awesome, dude. Where's the uh, craziest place you've ever uh, toured?
0: Wow, well, we've been to some real, some some pretty nutty places. Man, like a third world places, are fucked up. Wow. They're kind of fun to go to. But um, let's see, where the hell was it. it? was down in Honduras. Uh, we're actually headed back down that way. We're going. Uh, it's uh, Tegucigalpa, Honduras is the, uh, it's the capital. We've been there a couple of times. But there was a place that we were just at. What the hell was the name of that town? Yeah. San Pedro Sula. That was it. Okay. San Pedro Sula. And uh we we went down there with um, went down there with uh, with two you, the U two uh tribute band. Yeah. Well, what happened was before we went I looked uh I looked the place up, I googled it, I usually check out, you know. And we've been to like you know, we've been over to uh, Abu Dhabi, United Arab Emirates. We've played in Dublin, wow. Ireland. We've played over in, uh, played down in Central and South America quite a bit.
2: Awesome. But this
0: place I Googled mm. and I found out that it was the most, one of the most dangerous places on the face of the planet. Wow. Um, the only place, <laughs> I swear, man, the only place <laughs> that was more dangerous. Put it this way it's like it was just full of drug dealers and, um, <laughs> and gang members. In <laughs> fact, if you if you Google it, San Pedro, San Pedro Sula, S-U-L-A, if you Google it, uh, you'll see what I mean. It's, yeah. uh, it only comes in behind war zones. <laughs>
5: bad, uh, like,
0: life. like, well, legit idea. war zones, like, you know. <laughs> uh, and, and, and I heard that, uh, you know, and there's a couple of YouTube pieces on this place, and one of them had a gang member explaining how they uh they actually bury people alive down there. Like wow. that's how they kill them, they bury them alive. So all my bandmates were all fucked up about so that. Awesome. Dude, you know turns out it, 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 it's it's the truth, it is really dangerous down there, but it's like in the barrio, you know, like you know, outside the main city. The main the main city's you know, beautiful. It's a mm. very cool place to be. But um there's so much drug trafficking and gun running and it's like one of the main stops. Uh, you have know, running running guns drugs and and human trafficking wow. um, from South america up to uh, north america that uh <clears throat> that they um that yeah you know, there, there are that many that many deaths and you know that many uh murders every year it's like uh it's like you know take chicago and, and mm-hmm. quadruple it Wow! You know, yeah, it was pretty, pretty fucked up going there. Crazy. <laughs> everyone was scared, man. <laughs> Did I, they pay
3: I, in
11: guns? I had to
0: talk them into going. But once, <laughs> you know, once we once we went, once we got on the road, everyone everyone was fine with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Some some pretty fucked up places we've been. Wow. Uh, same thing with uh, with UAE though. When we went over to the United Arab Emirates.
2: Mm.
0: Um, it's it's a stone's throw from like you know from uh, <clears throat> Iraq Afghanistan yeah. it's right there you know uh, not very far you look at it; it's kind of like it's kind of like being on Long Island and uh, looking at Connecticut you know I yeah mean, you know, <laughs> look at Connecticut and there's there's Iraq you know I mean that's wow. that's how far that's how far we were that's crazy so, they're all fucked up about going there too you know
2: yeah, uh, yeah, once yeah.
0: you get there so, as with most places uh, he, you just you really don't have much to worry about as long as you keep your eyes open. Yeah, like you're not an asshole. You know,
4: <clears throat> I feel like that yeah, wouldn't I mean, be it, really it, somewhere that, where you want to be that you're constantly looking over your shoulder. It's, it's just I don't know how that's a fun vacation or anything. <laughs> <clears throat> you
0: know, it's a, it, really anywhere you go. uh You know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where you go. You're gonna you know to an extent you have to be looking over your shoulder. Any place yeah. like, that you've never been before you don't know you know, but I mean the, the people that get in trouble and the people that get hurt are the people that look to get in trouble and get hurt yeah you know uh people that go go down to Mexico and you know go to go to uh uh you know Acapulco or some of the you know, some of the resort areas and then they leave the uh resort area and go looking for weed or you know
2: mm. or
0: uh, or blow or something you know whatever yeah. the hell it is they go looking for, of course you're gonna get get, get in some kind of fucking trouble, you know. Yeah. You just uh you play it smart no matter where you go, you're gonna be okay. You know, as long as you're not uh as long as you're not going over to uh you know, to Afghanistan and, you know with a fucking American flag hanging around your neck. You know what I mean? You just got to, you just get to be smart about it, that's all. Yeah. You know I mean? We love traveling, though. We yeah. go all the places that you two wouldn't dare go. What
5: about Liberia? Ever been to Liberia? What was that? Uh, what about uh, Liberia? Have you ever been to Liberia?
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> no. No question. No place sounds like I'd like to be, but,
5: uh,
0: (laughs) hey, you know what? We go anywhere. If they pay us enough, we'll go anywhere. (laughs) It really depends on how much you get paid. Yeah, I like that. You know, I went to, I went to, I went to Indiana this past weekend, and (laughs) and (laughs) I'm telling you, man, uh, we, we were in, um, we were at, uh, Notre Dame, we do a, uh, a couple of times a year, we play uh, we play the, the home games when the Irish play in uh, Notre Dame, yeah. and that was really like risking our lives getting there and back. We drive, you know. I <laughs> take we all get in the van, get in the van and drive there and back. Uh, on the way there, we ran into a rainstorm that was it was a biblical proportion. I can't I can't even I can't even tell you the amount of fucking rain that falls in the Midwest. If you don't live there you've never experienced rainfall like this. Wow. Well, as luck would have it, my van has a uh, has a leaky friggin' gas cap and a uh, or a leaky filler oh, neck man. down to the tank.
8: Oh. And
0: a little water got in the a uh, little bit of water got in the gas tank. So anyway we get there, everything's cool. On the way home, we're driving home on eighty, I eighty yeah, and the van starts the van starts stalling out uh, in these in in these lanes. Now all it is all eighty is like two lanes. Every once in a while, it goes down to one lane. I mm. eighty, and there are barriers on either side, like barricade type barriers on either side, so you can't pull off to the side of the road. And what's on the road at that hour? What else besides you? You know, us driving a bunch of four four asshole musicians in a van, in a little <laughs> shitty van. The semis. Semis. All our big fucking trucks speeding down the goddamn So now we're we're in the one of these like, you know, one of these single lane things and the van starts fucking stalling. I have no way of pulling off the side of the road. It's foggy as shit. (laughs) I mean you can't see you can't see your hand in front of your face. You're in the middle of Pennsylvania. And what do you do? You stall out all you can do is like get out of the van Hop over the barricade and watch a fucking semi take your van out, uh, doing eighty miles an hour down I eighty. Uh, so uh, you risk your life wherever you go, yeah, whatever you do. Exactly,
3: you know I mean? that's awesome. Um,
0: it, it paid well, yeah. <laughs> obviously. Yeah. it pays well, so you don't. Yeah. yeah. So
4: <laughs> why did why did Being you choose why did you Sorry, choose man. to have a uh, like a U 2 cover band were you always like a big fan of you2?
0: Yeah, we always liked I, I mean I was like U 2 from the time I was uh from the time I was a kid. Yeah. Uh, when they first came around it was like something different, something you know. Something that was a little bit different than uh uh than like you know as a kid like you know you had a lot of um bands like you know Sabbath and Zeppelin and you know you know, bands. I mean, great bands. You know, obviously the Stones, Beatles. But uh, yeah. when you two came around, they were just a little friggin' different. They were a little quirky, a little weird. You know, and that kind of, uh, you know, but not quite, not quite as weird as like you know Talking Heads or you know, I mean, it was a, yeah. which I love anyway. You know, yeah. at, at this point, but but uh, but at the time, it was like, yeah, my sister was really, mom was really into like you know yeah. Blondie and Talking Heads and all like that. You know, the new wave movement, yeah. And U two was more punk. They were way more, like the kind of thing that I was listening to at the time: Ramones, yeah. and you know, and, uh, <clears throat> uh, and television. Just you know, a lot of a lot of the bands that came up out of uh, that came out of CVG. You know, the Ramones were a lot more like them. They were influenced heavily by them. Yeah. Uh, no, I- so, so yeah. I mean, you know, I always like I always liked them. Yeah. But really, didn't think about starting uh starting any you know tribute bands until um, until um i don't know about i guess about 12 14 years ago when i started this thing that's awesome yeah i, yeah. I my
3: favorite facebook post of yours was you said somebody requested someday buddy sunday <laughs>
0: Someday, yeah, someday, buddy, someday. Can you someday, buddy, someday?
2: Like Yeah, sure.
0: So I sang it. I sang it that way the whole time. I sing the chorus, but I sang it that way the whole time. And it was, it was, it was a chick. So she kept looking over at me. It was like you know, she's out on the dance floor dancing, all happy. Like you know, these people, a lot of these people don't even know what that fucking song means. (laughs) Yeah, they don't know what it is. Sunday, bloody Sunday was about a. a, 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 you know a, a bunch of people dying in a church yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's an awful awful song yeah. and people look at it like party songs yeah, exactly. like don't stop believing you know, yeah. like, you know big smiles on their faces dancing and there was this corn fed Midwest chick just like you know can y'all play someday, buddy, someday? <laughs> yeah, okay. it for you. Yeah, it's just it's just weird now. Yeah. You know, a lot of people get get things wrong. A lot of, you know, a lot of people request uh request one, the song one yeah. as a wedding song. Oh. And they don't understand. That's like that song is not about you know, because it says one love, one life, you know. Yeah. I mean, it, it, the lyrics, if you listen to the lyrics, that song is about, like, barely by the skin of your teeth keeping something together. Yeah. It's it's not a wedding song by any stretch. <laughs> I like people like, that have us play. You know, we play wedding receptions and stuff. You know, I mean, we play pretty much anywhere that we get paid. It's what bands yeah. do, you know. Yeah, And, um... And, and it's just, it was funny that people request this, you know. <laughs> uh, when the bride and groom come out, can you play one... Like, uh, all right, I can give him Dominic fucking Barber's number too. You know, I I can tell him where to call good divorce divorce attorney. You know, you you want to you want to kick the fucking groom in the nuts. You do that as well. Like, you know, it's a bad fucking song as a wedding song. (laughs) A lot of people, you know, don't don't know uh, don't know what. A lot of those songs mean no but they're a very uh a very christian band yeah I mean, that's what
3: i thought they started as
0: yeah yeah well you know they, i mean they started as a as a bunch of snot-nosed kids from dublin you know become yeah. one of the biggest bands in 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 history but uh hmm. but they they were always uh you know very much in touch with their uh with their christian side you know i mean they, they um any of the songs, you know, like um Until the End of the World is uh yeah. about the Last Supper. It's a, and it's just uh, you know, a ton of Gloria, you know. I mean they're they're all they're all religious and religiously uh you know based. I mean they come out of uh out of Christianity and yeah. out of religion in general. It's just a uh it's a an amazing thing that they've never they were never really you know pegged down as a uh, striper or a, you know what I mean like <laughs> as a Christian band they uh, you know they're known as a as a you know as a really you know good rock band
7: yeah
3: um,
0: what do you guys what do you guys think about what they what they did with this last release
3: I I didn't hear it
0: I... <sighs> well not, not 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 even the material I mean I you know I, I've only listened to like. I barely I barely listened to it I yeah kind of you know skimmed over it, but as far as like the uh the business behind the release, do you know what they did no oh this is this is fucking weird for a band to do but um they <laughs> basically they released their last record um which is known as uh it's songs of innocence it's called no one had any clue they were gonna re- drop this record
2: yeah. yesterday
0: um uh during uh during the uh During Apple's um, presentation uh, and basically like, you know, press release for iPhone 6 and iWatch, they have these wristwatches that um, are kind of like Screen 2 for an iPhone. Well, they made a deal because, I mean, let's face it, record companies are pretty much done. Record Mm. companies, labels like signing a band and selling records it's a thing of the past. It's just not gonna. It's not gonna happen the way it used to happen. Yeah. YouTube being on the cutting edge of everything, basically. I mean, you know, uh, as far as marketing goes, anyway, they've always been good with that. They decided what they would do is uh, partner again with Apple, like they did with you know, in Vertigo when they had that with the iPod yeah. some years back, and give away the record. So Apple paid for 500 million digital copies of Songs of Innocence, <laughs> and they gave that copy to everyone who has an iTunes account. Wow. Everyone who has an iTunes, who, who has an iTunes account has the, 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 the song was uploaded to their cloud, and all they have to do is pull it down from iTunes. it's, it's, wow. it's, it's everyone. Mm. Who has not? Do you know how many people at it? You know how many people that amounts to?
3: Yeah, that's
0: everybody. They have the largest, the largest release in history. Wow. Years
5: ago, that would have been like history. That would have been seen as insane. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Right. So basically, they've gone from you know virtual near obscurity, even because their last (laughs) record really did nothing. Yeah. They sold it in a traditional manner. They've gone from you know complete uh, almost total obscurity to holy shit they made fucking history again (laughs) here they go and they're off and running. Uh, Every band makes money now touring. I mean uh, Mm. you know every band you you don't really make money uh, writing, recording, and releasing records anymore. And you know the reason why it's file sharing. You know uh, fucking. But Lars couldn't stop it, man you know mm. I mean it's
2: file sharing from, <laughs> from the
0: time that uh, right from the time Limewire came out,
2: yeah uh, file
0: sharing killed the you know the the record company
2: yeah so dude. these
0: guys were brilliant no now they're not not going to be shitty mp3 versions of the songs <laughs> that they took you know yeah. so long to record to make sound perfect really you know, the wanted it to sound they'll be you know the wave files are there they 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 have exclusivity for five months. Uh, Apple uh five five weeks, I'm sorry. Okay. And within the five weeks time, every fan of U two is gonna have a free digital copy of their brand new record with the digital booklet given to them.
2: Wow. They will
0: start they will start their tour in twenty fifteen. Mark my words, it will be the largest grossing tour ever in history. Wow. Ever. And and with merch that puts them uh yeah. right back on top.
3: Yeah, dude. Yeah. That's awesome. You
0: know? Which in essence puts us back on top. So I yeah. fucking love it. <laughs> <It's> like, <yeah. laughs>
3: it. Works really well for us.
0: I know I've gotten a whole shitload of inquiries like uh the past two days. Um my 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 uh my, my spring and summer calendars already starting to fill up. So That's amazing.
4: Now have you have you already learned all their new songs or? No.
0: No. <laughs> it, 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 the thing is it really doesn't take it doesn't take us long. Yeah. At this point we we pretty much listen to it on our own, go in for a sound check somewhere and say, okay, you know, uh, you know, prior to the sound check, we'll say, okay, learn this one, this one, that one. And when we get together for sound check, we just play them. As long That's as everybody cool, knows their parts, it's just it comes together like uh, instantly. There's really no effort putting, wow. uh, putting U2 songs together now. Um, mm-hmm. I do the tracks, you know, we, we, we use tracks as U2 does. Uh, you know some some uh... keyboards you know which we don't have you know neither does you two. uh... Other, other than the edge playing the you know, piano but there are strings in the background uh, second guitars playing so i'll go into my studio run the tracks you know make you know put them together and uh... we get together and just bang them out just play them
4: cool And do uh... have you ever actually interacted with like you two? like have they acknowledged that you guys are out there or?
0: yeah a couple a couple of times yeah um... There was a uh we, we did shows uh down in down in uh where was it? Carolina. We were at Carter Finley Stadium. Uh they were playing Carter Finley Stadium down in Carolina. We were in town. I forget if it was north if it was north or south. it was down in uh it might have been like around uh... uh anyway, It was it was down in one of the Carolinas and we uh we were playing uh uh a a big bar in town. Uh, and the bars with, what they would do is when, when YouTube goes on tour, they hire us to play the pre and post parties for the, uh, for the show. Cause a lot of bars will buy bulk tickets and, you know, sell them or give them away to some of their patrons, you know, and, and they do bus trips to the stadium. They all go and, you know, they get, they get tanked before they see the show, come back to the bar and we play the before and after the party. Well, uh, as luck would have it, we got, uh, tickets, you know, pretty much every, every one of the shows that, uh, that we played the pre and post, and um, Bono actually said from States that there was a U2 show in town that uh, that people should go see. <laughs> we had an insane night at a place called Napper Tandy's down in uh, down in. Uh, now I'm thinking it was South Carolina, right. <laughs> but it was a we, we played so damn much, but um, we, uh, we 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 were packed and everybody in the bar was going did you hear what they said There's a lot of like you know, irish owners too I was like joe they mentioned the fucking band from stage did you hear what they said like yeah yeah it was good yeah you know, having them mention us was very cool um there and then uh at the uh at uh, what was it music rising it's a charity uh, that the edge had for um people that lost instruments down in uh, down in the gulf when... uh Katrina uh, wiped out the gulf. Uh, mm-hmm. they, uh, they, he, he came up with this charity where he was putting instruments back in the hands of musicians that lost everything. And um, cool. I took a couple of pick guards from guitars that I bought from Music Rising, wanted to get them signed, uh, but they, uh, the Edge wouldn't sign them, so Aww. I kind of thought that was a shitty thing for him to do.
2: I was, yeah. like, I was like, you know,
0: the uh, like, Edge, I, I have these two pick guards. I'd like you to sign them. These guitars ran me like that. They were like $2,500 guitars. I picked up two of them, and uh, I asked him to sign the pick card. He wouldn't do it. Adam Clayton did, though. Wow,
2: he was yeah. like, I'll sign
0: them for you. That's Turns out cool. that the guitars that he signed the pick cards on were selling for $25,000. <laughs> wow. Ten times what I paid for. So man. I yeah. kind of couldn't blame him, but I thought it was <laughs> like, you know, uh, at the time I was like, man,
2: mm. this guy's like
0: one of you know one of my, uh, not idols, but you know one yeah. of my... I guess favorite guitarist you know yeah uh, yeah, yeah. you emulate the guy every night and uh, yeah, sometimes meeting your meeting your guitar hero is not the best thing to do although Eric Bloom from Blue Oist the cult is very cool yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, had, we, had, we had the opportunity to hang out over the compound a couple of times ah, that's cool a friend
5: of mine knew a guy very that cool. idolized Dave Mustaine from Megadeth and he actually met him and wanted. And he used to dress like him too sure. you know he would dress. Uh, well, anyway, buddy of mine. Yeah, he, he knew a guy that that used to love Dave Mustaine. He would dress like uh, him. And, oh,
0: I was I was uh you. I wasn't haunting <laughs> you. Oh, uh, I was uh-huh. it, It's <laughs> my it's my fault. It's, I'm sorry, man. Yeah, it's <laughs> my fault because I,
4: I told him to move closer to the mic, so he kind of just thought yeah, that he
0: yeah there you go. <laughs> there you anyway. go. Dave Mustaine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. So, so, did, did he finally get to meet the guy? So,
5: he finally meets Dave Mustang, and he says he's a complete douchebag. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that
0: happens sometimes. You know, it's, <laughs> it's really, it's a funny thing, because, you know, they say, you know, you really never want to meet your idols. Mm. Um, you know, uh, I, I, I've I've met uh, pretty much all the guys from, from Bloor's. I mean, I grew up listening to Bloor's The Cult as a kid. I was like sixteen, I yeah. think, when I got their first record. So they were they were you know put on a pedestal by me. I mean, I yeah. you know these guys were just it was they were the shit back in the day. You know, mm. you used to go see them at Madison Square Garden. You know? I mean, yeah, big man. big shows these guys played.
2: Yeah. And when
0: I finally when I finally got to uh, you know to meet the lead singer Eric Bloom, it was like you know very brief, quick you know, uh, uh, quick hello, and you know um, he was he's actually um related uh to uh howard stern he's um he's like a second cousin wow. of howard stern and um and he knew about Opie and anthony and uh yeah you know, we got to oh. uh you know talk to him for a little while and then over the years we just kind of you know he I, I had an audition for a bass player slot when uh when Greg Smith left to go play with Alice Cooper, and
2: mm. and
0: uh, I got to meet him and 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 talk to uh, talked to him for a while, and uh, we we've, we've become friends. You know, it's it's, it's a very cool. cool thing, and he's one of the few guys that you know that you, you know you meet one of your idols, and he turned out to be a cool guy. I just <laughs> went to have pizza with him over in Port Washington,
2: wow. uh, you know,
0: before we had a. Headed over to Anthony's house a couple of days, like uh, that last week. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of cool, you know, when it happens that way. But How's then again, it, an- it happens where, you know, you meet, you meet it, you know, and it's someone else that you're know, an idol, you know, that, that that's that had put up, you know, way above and, you know, you looked up to for so long. It just turned yeah. out to be you know, like Dave Mustaine, a fucking asshole. <laughs>
3: yeah. How's yeah. Anthony doing? It
0: happens both ways. What was that?
3: How's a- Anthony doing? He's-
0: um he's fucking happy as
3: shit that is awesome
0: he's really a he's he's ecstatic that he so loves cool. doing what he's doing yeah. um, it's a completely different uh different experience yeah um yeah i, I mean I, I, you guys probably have seen the show at this point
4: i've seen like i've watched uh, clips here and there and you know some of the free stuff that he's posted but I haven't had a chance to subscribe because i've Spending all my money on this project. So, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, totally
0: understood. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Forty-seven cents an episode gets to be a little <laughs> I'm kidding, uh, I'm uh, kidding. Uh, that's gotcha. what, that's well, pretty I, I, forgot, I didn't actually. To. I used like. He so tells... It's even cheaper. <laughs> it's like twenty seven cents an episode right. or something. Yeah, but, but but I totally understand the uh... The, you know the, the logic behind putting money into your own project first. We. um... To, to give you you know just a quick quick rundown on what on what's going on over there this is something that uh, that he uh, never really planned on doing but he definitely uh was prepared for yeah and he he equated it to uh to uh being like you know Noah building the ark he had no fucking <laughs> idea why God kind of God kind of said you know one night, one night came to him in his sleep and said, "Anthony, you will build an HD television studio in your basement. <laughs> you know, twenty cubits by forty cubits. Just gave him like the, you know, and guided him. And, and from that time, like five, six, seven, whatever it was, six years ago,
7: yeah.
2: And he
0: first started doing his podcast from, uh, you know, from uh, you know, doing live from the compound. Um, it's grown and it's gotten you know uh, better and better." Uh, they recently had guys come in there and tweak everything. Uh okay. Real tech guys. Wow. That you look at this show now, and uh, I mean, you see it HD live, and you go, "What the fuck?" It's just—it's <laughs> so crisp, so clean, and so so well done. He's actually mm. like—he's really falling into his format now. He's like—he's starting to hit his stride. That's cool. Had me crying. I mean, literally pissing. And now I. Obviously, I grew up with Anthony. Right? So, yeah, he's been a funny guy his entire life. But holy shit, the thing that he did the other the other day that, uh, with the uh, the woman that had her, uh, her iPad snatched, the, the, the girl with cerebral palsy that had her iPad snatched in the mall. Oh I do, if, if you haven't seen that, just Google no. it. It's on YouTube, Google it, look at it. It will make you literally... Have you fucking pissing? Because I, I, I'm kind of immune to Ant at this point. Not, not I mean, not, to, not to the point where he can't make me laugh. But it really takes a lot for either one of us to make the other yeah, laugh. Yeah, And I was fucking crying, man. I was just fucking crying. crying. Oh, it was that good. funny, that funny. And he's coming up with some really good shit. And the multimedia aspect is just, you know, I mean, uh, it, it, it's what it's what you can't you basically can't can't do it on the radio yeah they they weren't able to do a lot of the things that he's doing now uh, you know when he was on ONA yeah he's very happy Yeah, very happy he's having a great time doing what he's doing
3: that's great
0: a couple hours a day his his big long commute is uh Tripping down the fucking basement stairs, you know, <laughs> and, and, and and pouring himself a Guinness before he goes on the air, uh, and uh, hanging out with who he wants to hang out.
7: With. Yeah, you know
0: he invites his own guests. He doesn't. There were some times where he says, you know, having a guest on was a. Some of these guests were a fucking chore. You know. Yeah. And he just uh, he, he just doesn't uh, doesn't feel that way anymore. Yeah. It's all about who he wants on. That's great. You know, uh, couple of his old friends have uh, kind of bugged out and, you know, went went the other way. You know, mm. which kind of bums him out a bit. But Yeah. Uh, he gets over shit real fast. <laughs> As he should. <laughs> he really does, man.
2: <laughs> he, he's he's not, uh,
0: not the type to hold on to emotional baggage very long. Or <laughs> any other kind of baggage for that matter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've been having fun over there, though. Go yeah. over there and just... Uh, before and after I mean the Dice show was incredible I, was yeah, I at, heard about that one and, yeah he he hung out until like 11 o'clock at night wow Dice was hanging out until 11 at night before he left before he left like you know Ant was tanked he was tanked so it was Dice Dice got Dice was straight getting there drank water the whole show everything got fucked up drinking wine like you know while we were eating dinner and stuff after the broadcast mm. and got straight again before he left Wow. So he was there that long.
10: He was there like you know almost
0: twelve hours. He was hanging out at the compound. All were kids singing karaoke. We were downstairs all all kicking out, <laughs> you know, kicking around, hanging out. Yeah. And he just goes, he goes, he goes to me on the way out because Anthony's like Anthony was gushing. Anthony was gushing like. <laughs> Like fanboy, yeah. could, I couldn't believe looking at the way he was like, you know. Yeah, you know, he's just like, it is. was so good having you here. Guys, come back anytime. We love you over here. It's just unbelievable. And he's, and you know, and his lips are all purple from wine. He's just, you know, teeth are glowing <laughs> purple. I mean, but but I mean gushing like I've never seen him gush. before wow. and That's uh, you know, cool. being a fan. And uh, and Dice turns around to me, and gives me a wink, and he goes, Cause, uh, do me a favor, take care of Crazy Boy. Just take care, of, take care of Crazy Boy." And he calls it calls Anthony Crazy Boy. It was, a, it, was a, it was a really good time. Wow. Um, the couple of, Jimmy's been on a couple of times now, oh, yeah. and that is just gold. Hmm. That's gold when Norton's hmm. on. Um, He's amazing. work together so goddamn well.
3: Yeah, they do have that chemistry, man.
0: Right. And yeah, it's, it's it's amazing. It's kind of, it's just it, it's such a sin, man. I mean, yeah. it's so sad what happened and what you know, one regard and and another. It's like you know, another door open. Yeah, you know, this is uh, something that uh, that Anthony is he's really shining on his own. You know, like I said, very man. proud of, very proud of my little brother. Yeah, I, mean, I am very proud of him.
3: That's awesome. That's he's awesome. Doing it
0: right. Doing it right. Yeah, um, man. yeah. Another another great guest was was uh, Bob Bob Kelly. <laughs> we were over for that one. He played We uh, played uh, played he played drums
2: mm.
0: and uh, Fred from Brooklyn took off his shoe and showed us four toes. It was great. Ooh, shit.
2: <laughs>
3: we, had, we had a
0: great time. <laughs> we had a great time. We had a really good time. Yeah. That's great. We set up. Uh, we set up a, a drum kit. And, uh, Bobby Bobby picked a song. Well, you pick with Seven Nation Army, you know, by, by, White uh, by, by, by I'm like, <laughs> like, you're going to, you're going to be the fucking girl.
2: Be, I'm playing guitar.
0: I'm going to be the Jack White and you're going to be the girl. He's like, I can't, do dude, dude, I can't, dude, I can't play. I can't play the fucking drums, dude.
2: Like,
3: yeah, you
0: can. Come on, you dude. do it on TV. You can do it now. <laughs> we, had a, we had a great time. That's awesome. Thoroughly enjoying it, though. Thoroughly enjoying it.
7: Yeah, man.
0: All right, Joe, yeah. we're going to wrap it up here, bro. Very cool guys. Hey, thank you very much for having me on. Thank and, you. So uh, much. Yeah, look yeah, look forward to uh maybe chatting with you guys some other time.
4: Yeah, also awesome. we had a lot of fun. Thanks. Yeah. Man.
0: Very hey. cool. Very cool.
4: Anything to
3: plug?
0: Um my Ustream show. I'm an asshole. I do the shittiest <laughs> podcast on fucking available on the internet. <laughs> the shittiest podcast. It's on Ustream. It's uh yeah. If you remember this, slash channel slash brother joe Just go U- <laughs> U- ustream brother Joe. You'll get there eventually. And uh, I pretty much, um, if Anthony's podcast is War and Peace, I am Mad Magazine. <laughs> pretty much how it works. Pretty all much right. how it works. But uh, that's about it. That you know, yeah, YouTube, uh, not you. YouTube.com. Yeah. Um, other than that, uh, other than that, it's uh, it's all about you guys. Thanks so much for having me on, gentlemen.
3: Thank you. That was amazing. All
0: right, Talk to you soon, guys. Have a great night. You too, brother. You too. good one, man. Peace. So long, guys. You too. Right,
8: guys. How do we just go into music and tune into it? That's what it does. I figured it out with Toronto's. It goes back <laughs> to Brother Joe. <laughs> that's Ooh. good. That's like
4: uh, that's a kind of cool I face What are we doing? Are we uh, ending the show? Or are we we take up? We we, we wrap it with one, you, one of our friends. Maybe we'll call Eddie. Call maybe, Ricky. maybe We'll call Ricky. Ricky was calling. Him. Yeah, we give Ricky a call. I'm gonna drink another beer then. If that's the case.
3: Yeah, I need a cigarette. All right, well,
4: all right, well guys, we're gonna uh, uh, we're to take a break. We'll probably be back for Maybe uh, do another ten or twenty minutes. We'll see ya. you yeah, ya. Hello, Ricky. Uh,
3: that call. Oh, he's busy.
4: Oh, he hung up on you. Ah, shit. Uh, we can get either Peter or Eddie back on.
3: Eddie? Is Eddie on? I
4: don't know. Do you want to just cold call somebody from my phone? Oh, let's call uh, Dave. Let's call David. Brandon.
3: <laughs> let's call Dave.
4: My phone's dead. Oh, well, it's not dead, I gotta turn
3: it off. What we got next week we got Leonardo Boostros. What's going on?
4: As if none of them cancel on us after watching the Sarantos. Leonardo <laughs> Boostros.
3: How to pick up women with
7: the the humor. How
4: to, How to pick, pick up, up women home. with humor. humor
3: and uh Ben Abix, he's an author. And a comedian, Philip Gabinski.
4: Alright, so I think what we're going to do now is, uh, my buddy David Dusak uh, promised to come do the show with us today, but uh, he messaged me in the morning and said the past two days have been the worst two days ever, so we're going to call and find out uh, what's been so bad about the past two days.
3: 609.
4: Give me a, give me a, (laughs) it's funny because his name's David Dusak, I have him saved in as my phone as Dave Dusk. Oh, so, uh, I figured David Douchebag. David Douchebag? Just <laughs> <laughs> you know, so call him Little Dave. Little Dave. Yeah, I always
3: called him, call him, him Little Dave. He's a little fella.
5: He is. He's a tiny man. Yeah, he he's short.
3: Short stature.
4: This is a great radio I'm right now. Too, We're just though. talking about. It's a short man. we <laughs> talking about how small our friend is. <laughs> Alright, ready? Yeah. I probably should have said it out on the uh, air.
3: Just show it.
4: See it? See Dave Dusk? Don't call the wrong one. Five. I got a five. five. Sorantos, if you're still listening to us... Call David, call Dusak. David Dusak. He's the he guy that put us in there. the one that kept
3: calling you. And he came it's in here. It's all his fault.
4: <laughs> That's Frankie Two <two-sticks.
3: laughs> Love you Frankie.
2: <laughs>
4: Frankie! <coughs> <laughs> Hello? Robin Slim Show. Hello?
5: Frankie.
1: Hello? Who's this? Frankie Tubesakes.
5: Who did we call?
4: Hello? Uh, I'm sorry, I think we have the wrong number.
3: I don't. Uh, I
4: love you. Uh, Who's this? Is this is Frankie Tuesdays. <laughs> <laughs> Let's call him back. No. Uh, Try the number again. I mean, <laughs> died the wrong number. No, no
3: way, number. bro. He didn't
4: hear any. Are we not connected? Are we? I don't
3: know.
4: Yeah. Okay, it's...
3: Frankie Tuesdays. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine he got his number changed because <laughs> of his bad day. <laughs>
2: yeah. He called it the this guy, guy again. <laughs> 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 it better be.
3: I love that guy. Love you, Frankie. Mm-hmm. I should have played Serrano's song, bro. Uh... What's up, one, David? I was just <laughs> mm. Frankie. Uh, Dave.
5: That was his, uh. <laughs>
4: Dave Dusak, it's Robin Slimshow. Call us back. <laughs> we love you.
0: <laughs>
8: Bye.
0: No. <laughs>
8: pew 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 pew.
7: Pew pew. My new money.
4: My new What's his name?
7: Joe
3: Whitehead. I don't have
4: this over, over the best decision right now.
3: Is he online? Oh, I don't know. Let's call Let's see if Eddie's on.
4: Just drunk. Let's just call people.
3: Drunk, Maddie. Oh no, Maddie. Too bad he's not. On. Where's Brandon? No. We need a phone number from Brandon. We call Shady McGravy. Eddie, Eddie. How do I call?
7: Eddie's always good. We call
5: Jay. Hello. What
3: okay. Jay.
4: I do have Joe head in here. Oh. will call
5: the Joe Wyatt. Yeah. Okay. All
3: right, ready. Let's see. Where's this?
4: Anybody listening? Don't call this number. Okay. Tone, you ready?
3: Yeah, wait, wait, wait.
4: Should call Bobby Lowen.
3: Ah, oh, my God, Bobby Lowen. <laughs> got him. Ready? Yeah. All
4: right, six oh nine. BL? No, it's Joe Whitehead. <laughs> we got to be professional
3: about this. No. Game. They don't pick up by two. They're not picking up.
1: Hello. Hey, is this
4: is <laughs>
7: <new laughs> this
4: Joe Whitehead? Is this Joseph Whitehead? Yo, what's up? What's, what's up, up, man? Dude? You're on. You're on the air. It's the Robin Slim Show.
1: <laughs> what's up? Who's this? <laughs> it's Robin. Robin Slim. Slim. Ah, oh, hey, what up, guys?
4: Pew 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 pew. What's up, dude? We're uh, we've been <laughs> we've been drinking and broadcasting for the past three hours, so you know we do our drunk phone calls at the end of the night. <laughs> <laughs>
2: nice.
1: What's going on, brother? Not much. How you
3: guys been? Good. 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 Chilling. Chilling. We're blowing up. Yeah, what, are you guys off tonight?
4: Yeah. I got my schedule changed just so I could do this shitty-ass show once a week.
1: Nice. Yeah, man. What are you up to, bro? Not much. Just fucking working, going to school, man. Same shit. That's cool. Yeah. Fucking, uh. What are you guys doing? Your little show right
4: now? Yeah, this stupid little shit. You're on the air. <laughs> I am. Yeah, yeah, we're broadcasting live, all around oh, the country. Oh, nice.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Nationwide for this <laughs> piece <of shit. laughs>
4: I miss you. <laughs> what are you guys both.
3: talking about? Oh, I don't uh, we, know. We we
4: basically just been doing interviews the whole night. We interviewed like three awesome people and one just really terrible oh, musician.
3: Ah, <laughs> We did his song. He played a song. You yeah, this, hear it? this
4: guy's crazy. This is this guy's song. Are you still there? Yeah, I'm
3: here. All right, yeah, we got this guy's song. I don't even know what what fucking folder I'm looking at on my computer right now. Because I'm drunk. Finish songs. Let's go to this. This is Sorrento's. This is a
4: guy we interviewed. Crazy.
8: (laughs) Why do my butthole always get so big? How do it fit five fingers and more?
2: Why do it
11: ooze out white goo? Why when I wipe is there blood? Why me get boner when me see a school bus? Me so
2: confused, me so <laughs>
3: That guy has 140,000 views on that fucking song, bro.
1: It sounded like you for a second. (laughs) I
2: thought so.
3: So who's there right now? Slim and Pete.
4: Yeah, my buddy Pete. You don't know Pete. Oh you shit. Know.
1: And oh, everybody.
4: Did you know there's a new movie called out called The Dog Pound?
1: Oh, no. No.
4: Here's a trailer <laughs> for it.
3: I don't even know where that if is. If we can find it. It's in its own <laughs> folder. And I I'm, <laughs> I'm fucking too drunk. I was gonna play. <laughs> 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 The Cantina band. I don't even know, bro. (laughs) I'm looking for THC, that's all I
2: know. Uh-uh, uh uh.
1: -uh. (laughs) 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 What the hell is that? Phoebe's
2: playhouse.
11: (laughs) I also have Mr. Melvin here. If anyone wants to hear that.
2: (laughs) This is good.
4: This is uh this is the reason why we're gonna be famous one day. You're going to be
1: fired. Yeah. What have you been up to, bro? No, man. Same shit.
4: Yeah. Fucking, uh...
1: Yeah. Every day, pretty much. Yeah. Working. Yeah. How come
4: you're not done school yet? Were you, uh... Haven't you been going to school for, like, ten years?
1: Yeah, it feels like it. (laughs) Um... No, uh... I got this one last, uh, semester. Nice. And then, uh... I have to uh apply for like the actual program. I had to do my like prerequisites first. But uh yeah, it's been hasn't been that long. Mm, it feels right. like it's been long. Yeah. Are you
4: still like trying to be like an X ray technician?
1: Yeah. So I've been doing that. Um and then uh, working at my sister's restaurant and yeah. um, you, uh helping there? my there. Yeah, helping my mom out and, uh, going to school. Nice. Well, school just started this week, though, so it's been crazy. Yeah. That's good but, shit, uh, bro. Yeah, that's it. How about you guys? You fucking, how's that place been? Pfft, the same shit, bro. Worst. It's shitty. Fucking awful. Is it? Yeah.
4: Dude, I, we don't like to talk about it too much. But yeah, say, we never um, talk
3: about where it is, but we know it sucks. Yeah. you don't have
1: any new interesting people oh there's
3: been a bunch I had a special educational friend who was there for a minute
4: (laughs) he actually admitted (laughs) to being special educational
3: yeah and he uh, his problem was with me that I didn't care that he had a problem with somebody else like what the fuck does that matter is Christian still there? yeah Mm. he's still here he comes in every couple weeks, every month. Yes. Yeah.
4: yeah. <laughs> I uh, some rules. I recently was kind of like flirting with like a new girl that was oh. pretty hot and uh, you know, I told a couple of my friends, mistakenly, I'm a dumbass. Told a couple of my friends that I was like, you know, that girl's pretty attractive and uh before I know it she's coming up to me and she's like, Do you leave a note on my car Yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: Check out my Wait, a show. a girl that works there? Yeah, yeah, she just started, and me, me and Kristen put a note on her on her windshield <laughs> that said, "Check out my podcast," and it had an S on the end.
4: And nobody would tell and me She
1: thought it was you that put it well, on there. She came yeah. up to
4: me and she was like, "Did you leave a card on my car?" And I'm like, that no. awesome." No. Well, the worst part about it was is nobody would tell me what it said, but I knew that they wrote something on it, so I started freaking out. I was like, "I'm gonna take care of this." So I go up to her. <laughs> I go up to her, and I was like, "All right." I, I did a little bit of investigating, and it turns out that, well, you know, I told a couple people that I think you're attractive, <laughs> oh. <laughs> and, and since we all like to bust on each other. You know, they thought it would be funny to put uh, a card on there because I thought that it said something worse. <laughs> like they left my number and said, like, you know, why don't you, why don't you give me a blowjob sometime or something? So I didn't, know, I didn't know what it said or what's <laughs> up, for. I didn't know what it said. So then finally, after I told her, I think she's attractive and I admitted to what was going on. She just looks at me and goes, oh, yeah, it just to check out my show. And then there was like an S. So that's why I thought it was you.
3: And a smiley face. <laughs> that was my idea. That's
1: funny, man.
3: And then I had my friend Rich, who's a police officer, call in, acting like his her boyfriend
4: in the middle of an interview,
0: by the yeah. way, with Sorrento. <laughs> and
1: what, what what did you do? Well, I, you I had like, already... do don't, don't talk to my girl and stuff like that.
3: Yeah, but some already knew about it because he told the story, and I told him on break what I did. So, uh, so it was still great but though.
4: Joe I had, I'm actually gonna pl- play you an actual song from Serantos, not that parody stuff that might have uh. that might have been Rob or might not have been <laughs> Rob. <laughs> but this is the guy that we interviewed and we were very mean that and Slim,
3: come outside with your hands up. <laughs> Fuck you.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so Joe <laughs>
3: Right. Robin Slim, you'll <laughs> never take us alive.
4: So, Joe, this is called Sorrentos. <laughs> Who's there? <laughs> Chicken. Out.
3: Chicken who? Deep
5: <laughs> all
4: right, knock it all with the sound effects. I got some <laughs> important thing right here. I want Joe's review on this. Joe, this is called Sorrentos. Why <laughs> rap hip hop music? I
3: haven't listened to one so. yet
4: this is the guy that we interviewed that we were very mean to. They say his this magic is erasers tackle so many messes that uh, Mr. Clean once wrote a okay. book about them. here it is.
1: Okay.
4: He-he, <laughs> you know, he has some crazy introduction. He's Let just us meet voices. each
3: other with smile, for the smile is the beginning of love.
4: like a girl coming out of a the car, there's some guy giving her a bag. Is it oh, Sorantos? I don't know, I have no clue. I think no, Sorantos is any man. his fan? <laughs> <I> that's <think they're laughs> one of his fans. <laughs> Maybe one
5: of his patients. <laughs> <laughs> <I don't laughs> talk about that. Dude,
4: this, this is a cool song ever. This guy's a genius.
3: Genius with a
10: penis. Sometimes. <laughs>
5: questions they flood my
10: mind at times like this I just ask why (laughs) why (laughs) why can you tell me why why I fell for you Why do I ask why? Why do I look up to the sky and still think about why? Cause my heart bled for you. As you walked in the room, my soul fell for you. Suddenly, I knew what not to do. Each breath I take, I take for
8: you. Why do my butthole always it it get so big? You
10: know, tell me what to do. <laughs> How I do it fit my fingers you. and more? <laughs> Why do <laughs> it ooze out <without laughs> white goo? <laughs> Why when I wipe is for there you? blood? <laughs> you.
4: You heart... Alright, what did you think, Joe?
1: <laughs> uh, that was weird. <laughs> I don't know, at first I couldn't hear, like, I could hear the music, but not the words, and then I could hear the words. Yeah. It sounded, uh, yeah. sounded weird. That's how he rolls, bro. <laughs> he plays too much What's instrumental.
3: That? He plays too much instrumental. He doesn't. Yeah.
7: He
1: stinks. sounded <laughs> like, uh, I don't know, like, whacked out and, like, is the guy weird or something? What yeah, he, we, we think he's a kid
3: toucher. Yeah, I think he's a
1: kid-toucher. What's that?
3: He's a kid-toucher.
1: Yeah, he sounds like one of those guys that dress up in the little pony outfits. Oh, Slim.
4: When you, uh... Slim. When... Joe, when you're coming in studio, man, we like to have you in as an in-studio guest. You'll actually really enjoy because all we've been doing lately is just, like, interviews, and some of them have been really cool guys. Like, we talked to two guys who you would have loved tonight. We're one This one guy from Canada who was just talking to us about, like, politics yeah, and food and technology. He was fucking awesome. And then we talked to this guy actually from Jersey who does, like, dinner theater productions, and he was fucking cool, too. He was talking about, like, supernatural shit with us. So I think you should... Uh, Come in studio. We we are, we're actually broadcasting out of my house, uh, re- just recently. So, yeah. oh, like it's a where do you get
1: uh, the people to interview?
4: We're famous. What? Why would you ask that question? <laughs> people are hitting us up all the time. Like, yo, the Robin Slim Show. <laughs> Robin Slim Show. You guys are like fucking famous. Mm-hmm. interview me. No, uh, we signed <laughs> up to like a a guest interview thing, and <laughs> this is mm-hmm. this is a funny thing about this website. Is we signed up for free. Yeah. But then the people who are guests, they pay to have this website send them emails. They pay for us. So they're paying (laughs) and they get an email saying that the Robin Slim Show wants them on. Toronto. Nice.
1: I had to pay for this shit. Hey, you guys could be like the Joe Rogan Show
3: one day. Yeah, Brogan something or other. (laughs) (laughs)
4: Yeah, so you got to come in the studio, man. Sit in (laughs) with us. It's fun. Yeah, who, who whose
3: phone did you call me from? Our show. This is our show number. One, eight, oh, yeah. something or other, and five nines.
1: Because I got uh, a new phone. I don't have all the old numbers in it. So. Yeah, oh, you know, I, Slim I have, had your oh, number. He's yeah, a I have stalker. your number.
4: I'll have to
7: text you.
4: know you. <laughs> I'll have to sext you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we're we're like I said, we're professional. We got a show number. We uh, you know, we're you know, professional. Yeah, we, we got business cards That's and flyers. Cool. And... <laughs> <laughs> that
3: was sweet, yeah, whatever right. the fuck it was. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, we. Probably... Uh, what nights are you? Uh, what's the time? Wednesday. 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 <laughs> what are you guys off? Wednesday, Thursday.
4: Yeah. Uh no, I'm off All Wednesday right. Thursday. Uh okay. Rob's off Tuesday, Wednesday, but we we do the show Wednesday night We, we make do, it work. We do the show seven yeah. uh to ten. So so if you you know get a hold of us one day, hey if you want to be both I would <laughs> I, I would have you on the show next week, man, if you want to come over and do it at uh seven o'clock at night next week and be, be an, more funny be an in studio guest. That'd be cool. Seven
1: on um, what days? Wednesday. Wednesdays. Wednesday? Yeah, bro. 7 to 10. 7 to 10? Yeah.
4: You don't have to stay the whole time though. I mean, we have had.
1: I would have to get off.
4: Oh, while well, you work like I a w- night job? So I work 5, off. 5 to 10,
1: like 5 to 10, 30 Oh, uh, that sucks. Um Monday through Friday.
4: Nice. Well, it's like a family business, right? So you could just tell your sister like, "Hey, I'm taking mm-hmm. the night off."
1: Uh, not, well, not really, because they don't have, um, anybody else <laughs> to cover. <laughs> uh, the like guy I, there. <laughs> I'm doing, yeah, I'm doing the dishes, and I got clothes up and stuff. So they they don't got any
4: uh, Mexicans doing the, the dishes there? But, I, I
1: mean, I, I could probably switch with somebody, like, soon. One of That's the Mexicans? cool. Yeah. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
2: All
1: right. What are you leaving at?
4: <laughs> Even here, no. Because I, I said, said I Mexican. said one of the Mexicans, and you said yeah. Uh, uh.
7: I said who are you gonna switch with?
4: <laughs> one of the Mexicans, and you said yeah. Like Ro- like Rodrigo. Oh shit. <laughs> oh
1: damn.
4: Rob, do you have the dog pound uh, trailer to to close this up with? Or uh, you can't find it? I
3: think I can.
4: Rob's in a movie. We have a trailer. Yeah. We just can't seem to find it.
3: Christian went to Hollywood. There's a lot of shit. Did you going see the
1: previews on. for that movie coming out with uh, the Sopranos? student it? Yeah, it's, it's right here. Hold on, let me find it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <This one.
4: laughs> here it is.
3: in a world that needed a hero only one man stepped up just getting ready you know re- relaxing. gonna uh take a shower in a minute and i fucking hear out of the window help me help me somebody's screaming like a female screaming help me and then it's dog barking I'm like, I will beat the fuck out of a dog. I will beat the fucking shit out of a dog. Even, you know, if the dog bites you, you can still fucking punch it as hard as you can in the head or fucking poke its eyes out. It's like, I fucking kill a dog. Bitten by a dog with pancreatic cancer who was given radioactive suppositories, he became Dog Pound. Starring Rob Van Orton as himself, directed by Quentin Tarantino, Dog Pound, coming summer 2018.
4: <laughs> nice, right? <laughs> it's going to take a few years until sounds- it comes out. But...
3: Yeah.
1: That sounds nasty.
3: <laughs> yeah, man. It's going to be hardcore. <laughs> I fucking beat up dogs. They all fucking die.
2: hmm <laughs> 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 <laughs>
4: Uh, sorry. What are we, why are we still broadcasting? I don't know. Why are we
3: still live? <laughs>
4: I have no clue. We suck. <laughs> no, we had a good show. It's just the Did ending we? where it's like. Serantos is good. <laughs> Serantos. <laughs> Serantos is great. Alright, Joe. We probably should. Hi, man. Up. We love you, brother. Yeah, man. Nice Thanks everyone. for the call. I'll see no you guys. Problem. Yeah, definitely. Come in studio one day, man. Yeah, dude. We need you here. Studio is. Ah, uh, nice. yeah.
1: Call, I mean, I try to get up there and visit you guys too while you're working one night. Yeah, nice. just let, let me know after like you're a, work or something.
4: Yeah, let me know. I uh, like a couple of days a, a, in advance. So if you can, like a week in advance, that would be great too. So we don't, you know, book All right. anybody else. Yeah. Not that I mean, honestly, if we did book somebody else, I drop them for you. I would wow. just be like, I'm sorry, but like my we, pants. Got, we got Joe Whitehead coming in, so we got wieners <laughs> in my mouth. Damn, yeah.
3: I got wieners in my mouth. Wieners in my mouth. Wieners in my mouth. Got wieners <laughs> in my mouth. It's the. <laughs> 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 All right, guys.
4: All right, brother. All right, later, Joe. i see
3: you. later, bro. <laughs>
11: for skype yeah I was thinking yeah uh,
5: remember uh, I don't know, like when we did mom yeah put dog pound in it yeah
4: <laughs> <laughs> alright guys uh, thanks for listening Um. thanks to all the people that helped us out today thanks, thanks for to nothing uh, thanks to Ed Serantos. Roman <laughs> Ed Roman Serantos. was awesome yeah Roman was cool thanks to Clyde <laughs> 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 brother Joe Joe way yeah. ahead Uh, all you guys, thanks a lot. Uh, thanks to anybody you watch, and, um, we're gonna see you next week.
8: Why do my butthole always get so big? How do it fit five fingers and more?
11: Why do it ooze out white goo? Why when I wipe is there blood? Why me get boner when me see a school bus?
2: Me so confused,
11: me Sarantos.